Welcome in, Alcoa football fans and family, to another edition of the 2020 Alcoa Tornadoes. We are in round two of the TSSAA state playoffs. I'm back in the booth, Marty Millsap, alongside Heath and Scott Dunkel. Trevor is here as well. He'll have Trevor's Tornado Trivia, the Triple T, later on in halftime. So get your social media or your smartphone ready to answer whatever that may be for a $10 gift card to Windy City Grill. You're listening now to the secret safe place for newborns in Tennessee pregame show brought to you by State Representative Bob Ramsey. Heath, last week just seemed like a really good tune-up, if you will, as they changed gears from regular season into sudden death. And they ran well last week. They threw well last week. They dominated the game. Uh, The first half was just a wash. Uh, Not a wash, but it was a typhoon in maroon for the Tornadoes. And they really put the first-round opponent away quick. And I expect them to do much of the same tonight. And it is elimination season. And Heath, what is also scary, Covington's having to forfeit their game tonight because they started having contact tracing today and they could not fill the football team. Uh, that'll get you eliminated quick. And, you know, you've got to feel sorry for those kids that have played all year long, practiced all year long, went through the summer camp that seemed to last forever because nobody knew what was eventually going to happen. And then it comes to a screeching halt because somebody got COVID. Yeah, Marty, I mean, you had a very talented 8-2 and two Covington team facing off against the 9-1 and one Milan, actually talking with Scott before the pregame show about that and saying, that, you know, looking at the 3A bracket this week and saying, hey, that's one of the top games tonight is those two ball, game, ball games and matchups. But, but, yeah, it really stinks for Covington. Um, you know, they've got a great program out there. I know they were probably looking forward to their matchup tonight. Um, and, unfortunately, this, uh, this disease – um, isn't going away anytime soon, so we just got to continue to be careful. Uh, indeed, we do. And Mylon has a receiver. I do not have my phone with him <clears throat> that uh, Alabama has is looking at, and maybe offering. We'll we'll see as you know signing day approaches. Uh, but um, I tweeted back at him after he uh, you know had announced that and said, uh, I, you know, I do radio for Alcoa. Hope to see you in Cookville, and he uh, sent back a really nice gesture and. And <clears throat> Milan is without is not without their good athletes as well. That would have been a really good football game tonight between the, they and Covington. Uh, but here he's. It is the Tornadoes getting ready to host another playoff game. We'll also be at home again next week against. And I'm a little ahead of myself. I'm going to be presumptuous. I you know I make no apologies about it. But we will play the winner of Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg Pittman here at Goddard Field and Bill Bailey Stadium. The only time we will have to go on the road will be in week four, and that's the reason we have become Redskin fans because Loudoun is the nearest or the yeah, the nearest place we would have to travel if they can continue to win. Well, they certainly took care of us the last time we were there and uh-huh. had a really nice double-decker press box, and so wouldn't be a bad place to go, Marty. But, yeah, before we get to – Week four of the playoffs, we'll talk about the second round as the Alcoa Tornadoes coming into tonight's ball game at 10-1 and will face a regional foe in the Kingston Yellow Jackets at 7-3. and This is a team 
Alcoa faced, as I mentioned earlier this season in region play, defeated the Jackets 41-0. to This is a team who's played Alcoa 20 times. Tonight is the 21st meeting all-time between these two programs who've been playing off and on, Marty, since 1946. But poor Kingston hasn't defeated the Tornadoes since 1973. So Alcoa has been on a hot streak ever since then. And I imagine that will continue tonight. Indeed. And if you mentioned 1973, only half of this press box was alive at that time. That's true. That's year very I, true. The year I started kindergarten. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1973. So it's been a few moons ago, as <laughs> they say. But uh, And this Kingston team is not one without athletes. Uh, we watched them there in week seven, I believe it was. It was our uh, week eight. It was our eighth game. Uh, or week seven, but our eighth game. And they looked like a very good, disciplined, mechanical football team. They just don't have the horses to uh, match up against Alcoa, though. Uh, Marty, the endurance and the horses you talk about really displayed themselves later in the season for Kingston. This is a team that won their first five of six ball games before wrapping up the last four, two and two. So started off really hot in the season. This was a team that going into – Kingston, when we played them, Marty, we said, hey, this is the second-best team in the region. This is a team that's going to be in second place by the end of this season. And, uh, you know, Marty, some uh, familiar foes showed themselves and ended up defeating Kingston as Gallenberg Pittman beat them 21-7. to I thought it would be even closer than that, but Gallenberg Pittman probably made a little bit of a statement there, and that's how they've gotten the opportunity they have tonight as they will be playing Pigeon Forge, and there's a very good possibility we'll play them next week. But don't look too far past the Tigers of Pigeon Forge. Gallenberg Pittman and Pigeon Forge, I believe that ballgame was 15-12. to Gallenberg Pittman just squeaked by. And you can bet former Alcoa head coach Scott Meadows knows what he's doing and is doing a really good job with that Tiger program. I've been impressed with what he's been able to do in year one. Yeah, it's really been amazing the uh, transformation and the metamorphosis in the Tigers who uh, can line up. You know, we there for a few years when we were playing them. I was just hoping none of their kids got hurt. Now, we handled them pretty well again this year, but they were a team that was improving and getting better. And it seems now they're into week two of the playoffs. If they win, oh, my gosh, they're in week three of the playoffs. Pigeon Forge, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I mean, they've done a phenomenal job out there, and you certainly wish them the best of luck. But it's nice, Marty, as always, to see this region being as strong as it is continuing to move on throughout the playoffs as uh, you know, Region 1 just doesn't do as well. And Region 2, 3A has always seemed to do well and win their first-round games, and they've done that this year as well. We're excited to see whoever we play next week um, as all four teams moved on. And But we've got our first regional foe tonight in Kingston, and I think we'll take care of business. Kingston, last year, Marty, lost in the second round of the 3A playoffs as well. They lost last season to Austin East. 21 to 48. Coach Brian Pankey is trying to get his team going this year as well. But Marty, here's another stat for you that really stands out. Kingston's averaging 25 points a game. They're allowing 20. So a very tough, uh, close ball game typically for the Yellow Jackets. But you look at the other side, the flip side of this with the Alcoa Tornadoes, they average 41 points a game. They allow 3.4. Wow, amazing. And I believe there was a stat on Blunt Press Row. I think Stephen Cooper has a graph on it, bluntpressrow.com, where Maryville and Alcoa, Alcoa, the last mentioned, is number one in the state 
in defensive scoring. Maribel, number two. Yeah, number one, number two in the state, Marty, and also one of the top teams in the nation as High School Football America puts out their top 100 in the nation every single week. Alcoa came into the season, the pre-COVID top 100 at 89. Now at this week, Alcoa has moved up to 63. Currently, the, the four, Alcoa, four teams from Tennessee on this list, Maryville at 14, Brentwood Academy at 29, Oakland at 44, Alcoa at 63. I would make a little bit of an argument that Alcoa could probably leapfrog one or two of those teams. You know, we'll see. But but Maryville definitely, you know, earned that right by defeating Alcoa earlier this season. But, Marty, just taking a look at Alcoa's schedule. Alcoa played seven teams who qualified for the playoffs in 2019, including three 6A teams. And, Marty, seven teams on their roster are in their schedule, made the 2020 playoffs as well. Uh, Alcoa doesn't just have a cakewalk season. They face some very good talent throughout the year. Uh, the problem with their opponent's talent level is it is not near as good as Alcoa's. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason we grow to make almost an inside joke of mercy rule, <laughs> uh, which I <clears throat> completely expect to get to tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just it's just a different different level of football. And as you said, you can make an argument for Alcoa to be better than Brentwood Academy. I'll I'll go as far in saying that Alcoa is better than Maryville. They did not win it on the the field earlier this year, but that's on them. They should have, and they gave that one away. Yeah, a few calls here and there, and a few things just did not go in the tornado's way, unfortunately. Um, but that's that's the way it goes sometimes. And so Maryville came out with the victory. Alcoa with one loss on the record, but looking to get past that as they've done quite well ever since that ball game winning. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven straight, looking to make number eight tonight. And they've got a lot of talented young men on that football field. They lost Isaiah Cox. Big-time playmaker for them. But, Marty, speaking of Isaiah Cox, congratulations to that young man who committed this week to Cincinnati. Yeah, and I made that announcement, uh, the one that you built for um, Two Hop Sports. I shared it, and I I made a mention that I thought he would wait out for, you know, a a next level. And and Shannon Mitchell chimed in. He goes, Marty, he goes, Cincinnati's ranked sixth in the nation. How much more next level can you get? (laughs) I'm like, touche, Shannon, touche, and he speaks He speaks the truth. Cincinnati is the number six-ranked team, and that is where Isaiah Cox has committed. And it's a, it's a nice campus, excuse me, a good university, and we wish that young man well in his future endeavors. And, you know, who's to say? He's not signed any papers yet. That may change if one of the other SEC schools comes back hard after him. Not saying it will. But we'll see. And I would like to know how he arrived at that uh, answer as well. Yeah, well, Marty, not sure if we'll get him on tonight, but definitely continuing to reach out to see if we can maybe potentially get him on the show soon. We can talk to him a little bit about that. But you're right, signing day's not here yet. Um, But uh, unfortunately, Isaiah Cox doesn't have an opportunity to continue to show these teams that you said might be pursuing him still. His ability, as he has done for the season with an upper body injury, something very relatable to what we believe was a collarbone. But where uh, we wish him the best um, in his recovery as he prepares to finish off his senior season and move on to college football. But a lot of other talent on this football field, Marty, and some college talent at that as running back Ahmad Instanseki, who committed earlier this season to Southeast Missouri State, 114 carries, 893 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Had a big game last week, I believe over 160 yards rushing. And Marty, if he keeps that up tonight, He'll go over 1,000 for the season. Impressive. We have watched this man from day one 
And what he has done has just been astonishing. And, and not just not just his, his development in, in, in the game, but his physical um, his physical transformation too, as he's matured both mentally, emotionally, and physically for the tornadoes. Well, and he comes from a good bloodline, Marty, as his cousin, defensive lineman Jerry Hughes of the Buffalo Bills, Ooh. who was a big-time player. And so um, he definitely comes from a nice little bloodline of talent there, and we certainly hope that to see him continue to move on and do great things. Um, but Marty's another player, too, that I look to start really turning some heads if he hasn't already, and he should have already, is wide receiver Braden Anderson. And Anderson transferred from Maribel before the 2019 season, had his junior season here last year. So far this year, Marty, 29 receptions, 597 yards, averaging 20 yards a catch, and has nine touchdowns. Last year, only had two touchdowns, already has nine this season, and we still got a few more games left. Yeah, and I think he's kind of the hidden gem of this Alcoa football team. I think he's, that he could possibly be the most athletic athlete, or the most athletic athlete, the most <laughs> athletic person on the team. I think it'd be a toss-up between him and Isaiah Cox, I would say. I, I, I think that's a debatable, but certainly a great argument. Um, and then, Marty, quarterback, you know, you have Camden Burden, who's been starting this year uh, a lot. But uh, the young man that comes in and fills uh, that role more often than not and who played a majority of last week's game is sophomore quarterback Zach Lunsford. Lunsford, 55 of 88, completing 62% of his passes um, has thrown for 838 yards, has 10 touchdowns for the season, has also rushed it 14 times for 29 yards as well. He's been really impressive in his sophomore campaign. He has indeed, and he, he has matured as well. He just doesn't look like he's got that comfort zone that he needs to be that explosive quarterback that he has the potential to, to, to reach. I mean, he is. you and I know we've seen him throw. We've seen him work out in the summertime. You see his accuracy. And something's just not translating onto the football field this year. I'm not saying he's had a bad season because he's not, but that young man has got a lot more upside to him than what we've seen thus far. Certainly got a high ceiling, Marty. I think one of the things that certainly, from a quarterback perspective, probably doesn't help is the, the continuing continuous rotation at the quarterback position certainly can hurt you from getting comfortable and certainly also the mental psyche when you think about it from a quarterback. But he's played well. He stepped up and had a really good game last week. We were able to get him on the air at the end of the ballgame and talk to him a little bit about that. I'm sure we'll have opportunities in the future to do much of the same. But uh, no matter who's at quarterback, they are in good hands when on the offensive line. You've got two sophomore Divisional One talent in Lance Williams and Tyler Bubba Jeffries. Yeah, both those guys are going to be good. Uh, somebody we've not mentioned yet that will be eligible starting next week is Buckles, the transfer from Catholic last year. Caden mm -hmm. Buckles, another quarterback, as we talked about this uh, talented quarterback room. Caden Buckles will be someone else to look out to to see if they insert him into the ball game. He's a junior, transfer from Catholic, as you mentioned, Marty, and we'll certainly continue to keep an eye close to that. Defensive-wise, Marty, you've got – some more talent. When you look at Greg Carroll, the commitment to Georgia Tech on the defensive line, <clears throat> to Heron Sutter, to uh, I can't wait to see where he goes. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Uh, Solomon Tyson's had a really good year. Camden Burden also plays linebacker. Um, and then a player who they had a really nice article about in the Daily Times this week is the junior linebacker, Major Newman, had a really scary oh, yeah. injury in that Maryville game, and we wondered if he was going to be able to play again this year. Um, and he missed what, two games and then came back and uh, certainly glad to have him and glad it wasn't worse than 
than it was. Exactly. As we're getting ready for the national anthem, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to break away now from the secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee pregame show. We'll be back in three minutes with the rest of the pregame show. And as we get near the kickoff for the Twin City Certified Game of the Week, we'll be back after this. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Well, it's finally fall and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500 and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this at a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. 
Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blount County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blount County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Alongside Scott Dunkel, as we're here in the pregame show, as the Alcoa Tornadoes football team is making their way across in front of their fans as they are carrying all the different flags to represent the armed forces tonight in honor of Veterans Day. Scott, nice sight to see, and certainly the fans very honored to see that tonight from these players. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's uh, something that, um, you know, very prideful to see. Um, watching the good um, representation and the um, 
the students, you know, carrying the flags as they are getting ready for the game um, as alcohol will be taken on Kingston here uh, just a few minutes. Absolutely. So, Scott, we've got a few minutes, as you mentioned, before this game kicks off between these two good teams, and Alcoa looks to continue to dominate tonight and move on to next week. But before we get to that, there was some uh, announcements this week in regards to reclassifications for some teams moving into next year. Yes, uh, TWSAA announced yesterday they had finished their basically tweaking of the alignments for next year, and that will be for 21 through the 23 season. And uh, just for some of the local area, our local schools around the area as well, Greenback will stay in Class 1, Region 2. There actually are no changes to this region at all. In 3A, Region 2, which is where Alcoa is, we will lose Kingston and Scott. It's one of the teams we're playing tonight. Kingston will be moving over to Region 3 with Wilden as Region 2 will be adding Union County next year. Region 3 over there, again, as I mentioned with Loudon and Kingston moving over there, um, they lose Red Bank and, again, add Kingston. Seymour will move to 4A Region 1 with Greenville and Elizabethan. They are a 5A school dropping down to 4. Also, um, Heritage, a 6A school in Maryville's region this year, will drop down to 5A Region 2 where they will be joined with Cott County, Knox Central, Knox Hall, Sevier County, and West. In Region 2, 6A, leaving that will be Heritage, McMahon County, Ottawa, and William Blunt. As William Blunt moves over to Region 1, where Dobbins, Bennett, Jeff County, and Science Hill are, along with uh, Region 2, adding Bearden, Farragut, and Hardin Valley. So Maryville will getting some more local Knoxville teams next year. Yeah, a lot of different changes, Scott, coming down the pipeline for, for these classifications. You know, certainly as uh, we talked about on Two Hype Sports earlier this week, it's kind of nice to see Heritage move down to 5A. I think they can be a lot more competitive um, in that classification. It's just a lot of big powerhouses in 6A that's difficult for Heritage to compete with based on the talent level. And so, I'm, I'm you know, being a former Heritage uh football, a Mountaineer football player, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the changes, and I think it'll be really good for them. Yeah, I definitely think that will be something that will be interesting to see. Again, a very good region. Um, you have state uh, champion Central in that region. Again, all Sevier County uh, neighbors, so just down the road for them. I also adding Knoxville West. The region that was the most surprising was Class 4, Region 2, as Everyone except for Anderson County left that region uh, to join Anderson County next year. You will see Carter, Fulton, Gibbs, and Southville, along with Scott, as they move from our region over to plus, uh, 4A Region 2. So definitely a, a something that's going to be a little bit more interesting to see next year. Again, we'll definitely miss seeing um, our rivals with Kingston and Scott. Um, Everyone else will stay with us again, Austin East, Gallenberg, Pittman, Northview, Pigeon Forge, and then we'll, we'll be adding the Patriots from Union County. Yeah, adding, uh, adding Union next year will be certainly really interesting, Scott. And I uh, hate to see that we're losing, you know, Scott and Kingston. Kingston's a place we, we talk about every year. We love to travel and, right. and go see. And uh, uh, certainly fitting as 
We talked about that tonight, that we're playing Kingston. So this is the last game that Alcoa will be playing uh, potentially for a while again against the Kingston Yellow Jackets. So you hate to see it, but you certainly wish them the best of luck. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's going to be an interesting division next year. Again, as we say, adding Union County. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Again, tonight you have Kingston taking on um, Alcoa as also – Along the uh, down the road, you have Pigeon Forge taking on Gatlinburg Pittman. Well, as we'll get ready to bring Marty back onto the headset, both teams get ready to get onto the field as they start to enter the field, and it looks like Kingston will receive and Alcoa will kick to begin this football game. So again, Alcoa defeated Kingston earlier this season, 41 to zero. We talked about it in the pregame show about. Well, Mercy roll, something we see quite often. Marty, I imagine we will see much of the same tonight, um, probably with a very similar score. Yeah, it'll take a lot of penalties and turnovers by Alcoa uh, for it to be anything but mercy rule, hopefully at least, uh, if not the half, early third quarter. And, and once again, the Kingston team is not a very bad football team. They have talent. Yeah, they certainly do, and we'll be talking about some of that talent tonight, even some young players on this team that are pretty good, and we'll be saying their name quite a bit tonight. But here comes Jeff Foley, and he will get off the kick, and he'll get to around the 20-yard line, and then it'll bounce backwards. Kingston going backwards, trying to get that one, Marty, and they'll lose even more as he's tackled by Jordan Harris around the 11-yard line. Yeah, that was Marcus Rose. He decided to let the ball hop. He fielded it on a hop, which cost him time. Then he tried to run across the field to get to the wall and nothing was doing, he would have been better off just to have ran straight ahead. And obviously obviously he would have gotten more yards instead. Now the Yellow Jackets are pinned deep in their territory at the 14-yard line. And here we are. Kingston breaking the huddle and coming up to the line of scrimmage. And at quarterback will be number two, Kane Collins, the junior. And indeed in the backfield with him is kind of this, uh, it's the same format, same set as they had most of the game the last time. Ball thrown out to Cox, uh, open, the ball hit him in the chest and bounces out after contact by the Alcoa defender. And it'll set up second ten. Did his quarterback no favors there He as he let that one pop out of his hands. And that was in his midsection. Yeah, that was about an eight-yard gain if had a, he held on to it. Um, and if he had held on a little bit longer, probably would have been a fumble after that hit. But it will fall incomplete, bring up second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. They come back out to the line of scrimmage in the shotgun formation. And they will be the shotgun, and Motion will be getting her number five. He'll get it on a reverse, and he'll pick up yardage out past the 20 out to about the 23-yard line. So about nine yards on second down there, Heath, on a basically a jet sweep reverse out of the wing tee. Yeah, Marty, looks like they handed that football off to number five. That is the freshman, Ryland Gutner, and a nice carry. Gutner had a really good game the last time Alcoa played these two teams, and uh, he's going to be a stud for them over the next few seasons. As I mentioned, only a freshman. Indeed, and it will be... Once again, number two, Collins in the shotgun. There'll be an eye formation to his left, and they'll turn, they'll give the ball to the halfback on the play, and 
he'll be lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage, Heath, and that is number five, Gutner. Yeah, Gutner looks to lose one on the play. It'll bring up fourth down, and uh, they'll send out the punting team to go ahead and get this one over to the Alco offense. And number 13, that is Ryan Nelson, will be doing the kicking tonight for the Yellow Jackets. Am I correct on number 13, Heath? Can't tell. It looks like, uh, looks like 11, Marty. That is yep. Conan Littleton, and the kick is away. It's a good one. It sends Jackson on his horse, and he'll try to get to the wall to the right, and not get there. Good coverage by the Yellow Jackets, and Ronald Jackson with virtually no gain on the return, but Alcoy will have the ball in good field position at the 40-yard line. Great tackle by number 24, the senior, Nathan Bowles, there assisting Jackson to the sidelines, and out comes this Alcoa offense. Alcoa offense led by the senior quarterback, Camden Burden, followed by fullback Elijah Cannon, running back Ahmad Sankey, flanker Ronald Jackson, Split in Braden Anderson, and we'll continue with the starting lineup in just a moment. Burden under center. Eye formation. The pitch is to Sankey out of the eye. He turns it upfield. He'll drag a defender for about a yard, and that's it, Heath, is it'll be second down and nine at the 41-yard line. Yeah, might have had some more room to run there, Marty. Just a little bit of a bad angle taken by Sankey and runs into the defender and only gains one. As we continue to look at this Starting lineup, you've got Tahirin Sutterth, and then on the offensive line, left tackle Lance Williams, left guard Max Hodge, center Joe Tuff, right guard Brendan Bacora, and right tackle Tyler Jeffries. And it's Burden with a quick slant out to normally a sure-handed Braden Anderson, and he, he takes off with it before he gathers the ball, and he drops it to set up third and nine. Got a little too excited there that time was Anderson looking to catch, turn, and take off. And as you mentioned, Marty, just did not have possession of the football before he got that head turned around. Ball's incomplete and a third and long now for the Tornadoes. And it's shotgun, three receivers in the game, along with a tight end and two a running back. And his burden, he's got plenty of time. Now he's just going to tuck it, and he's going to run out of bounds. So a loss of a yard. And a loss of one on the series for the Tornadoes. They will be three and out, and they'll be forced to punt. Yeah, Burton decides to play it safe there. Has nowhere to run. Does not see an open man to stutter. Tried to move back and get into a window, but I think Burton did not think that was a wide enough window for him to fit it through. So he decides just take it out of bounds, play it safe, let Alcoa punt the football. So back to punt for Alcoa will be Braden Anderson. Back to receive for Kingston, number one, Isaac Cox, and number five, Ryland Gutner. Anderson takes the snap. His punt is away. It's a high one. It's a wobbly spiral that will turn over. It'll take a Yellow Jacket bounce, however, though, and will be downed at the Yellow Jacket 35-yard line. So it is a punt and net of 25 yards, actually 26. So the Yellow Jackets, after swapping punts, have picked up 21 yards from their last possession. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Marty. You couldn't have asked for anything better if you were Coach Panky of the Yellow Jackets than after punting your defense, doing a three and out to Alcoa, and then getting your offense even better field position than they had to begin this ball game. So, ball in the 35 now for the Hornet, for the Yellow Jackets. Collins in a shotgun. He's a lefty. He looks. He's going to roll. He's going to roll. He's going to be chased. 
running for his life now, and now he's just going to drop as he's almost beheaded by Greg Carroll back at the 26-yard line. So the Yellow Jackets decide to come out and throw on first down, and Heath, you could put him in a bag. He's sacked back at the 26-yard line, a loss of nine. Marty, just uh, not great vision there mm-hmm. by Kane Collins. Is he was so focused on the defenders chasing him, what he missed was in front of him. Uh, Ryland Gutner, about 10 yards down the field, would have been oh, wide open. No one was around him, and instead he dives down, being afraid of the defenders coming at him, and misses a wide open wide receiver. you got to hate that if you're Coach Payton. Yeah, but you, he had like four maroon jerseys chasing him. He double clutches there. There's a flag down on the play. It looks like somebody lined up offside. It was a free play, I think, for the Yellow Jackets. And it's an incomplete pass in the right flat for the Yellow Jackets. But it will be a legal motion. And that will move the ball back if the Tornadoes decide to do so. If I'm Alcoa, I decline the penalty and make it third down and 19. And they will. And that will have the ball remain at the 26-yard line and it will be third down and 19. They've got to go all the way to the 45 to convert. There's no score with 8.36 left to go in the first quarter here at Goddard Field in Alcoa. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Shotgun now, once again for Collins. And Gutner out is going to throw a screen to him, and he's short-armed out a little bit is he saw out of the corner of his eye big Elijah Cannon, the freshman. Yeah, certainly someone you do not want to run into is Cannon, a six foot two hundred and five freshman linebacker who's had a pretty solid season. We've been saying his name more and more as the season progressed. A couple weeks ago in the last ball game against Downberg Pittman, about two, three weeks ago, Marty had a pick six, had two of them return for touchdowns. He's a young man we're yeah. going to be talking about a awful lot over the next three seasons. And it is Littlefield, the punt. He does a low-line drive. It's going to hit, and the Tornado's got to come up and field that one. They've cost themselves about 10 to 15 yards of real estate by letting that bounce. I can see you let it bounce once, but catch it on that first hop, Heath, because there was still nobody around. That ball was a line drive and very returnable. And we've seen these mistakes all year long. Now, they corrected them in the Kingston game earlier this year, but they looks like they've gone back to their mishaps on special teams. They also had a different returner. Marty. Yeah. The, uh, Ronald Jackson there to return that one. You've seen a lot of, uh, I believe, Isaiah Bryant this season. who has been the one who's replaced Isaiah Cox. But uh, Cox um, Jackson does it there and uh, loses a few yards by letting it slip past him. And look at the run off the crossbuck to Zane Bonham. He's out to the 45-yard line, and that'll be enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And, Marty, Zane, insane in the membrane Bonham, is the little engine that could, man. He just keeps it going, keeps the feet turning, does not let anything stop him, and he is a workhorse. And one thing they'll have to look out for, too, Marty, is if they have an open team, He's gone because he is very fast. He's very fast, and he's got a lot of room to grow if he's going to be his dad size. As a, sh- a shotgun formation, hand it to Sankey. Sankey breaking tackles, spotting a hole, making a hole for himself, and look leading the way downfield in big number 79. 
That is Lance Williams just road grading right there, the defense of the Yellow Jackets. Marty, interesting uh, scoreboard update here for you. As we're looking at this run and hauling, I'll stop it just a moment because Sankey is tearing it up. He is. He's got a hole. He breaks through the line of scrimmage into the second, now third level of defense, and he will not be stopped until he is janked down at the 11-yard line. That'll be another Dwight Price Realty executive's first down. Alcoy just running it right at him this series. As they'll have now a hurry-up, Zane Bonham is in a slot with Sankey, the lone setback. And they'll give it to Sankey, same play. He'll be stood up at the line and pushed back. It'll be a gain of maybe one or not, as it will now be second down now and ten. Marty, well, we have a minute again. Going back to this scoreboard update, Dobbins Bennett in McMinn County pulled from the field during pregame warm-ups. You have to wonder how that's going to affect the playoff race, and we'll find out soon. Mm. Yeah, that's um, – we're, we're seeing a really bizarre – as football has played out all fall, uh, it's been – we've not had any games canceled yet for the Tornadoes, knock on wood. As the handoff will go on a jet sweep to – that is Jackson. There's going to be a hold, and what a run. And just making his way through the traffic that time is Ronald Jackson. He'll get inside the 10 down to the 9, but I believe this one will come back and will be – negated by a holding call there on the interior of the Alcoa offensive line. Quickly to a secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee, social media shout-out to my buddy Josh Livingston. Also to Brad Roberts listening in as they honored his uh, daughter tonight, uh, the flag corps on the field before the game, as well as Todd Roberts, Steve Stout, Susan Stout, Jeremy Gaby, Mike Kilgore, Lee Strickland, Tommy Strickland, Coach Mack, Coach Rick Howard, Coach Earl McMahon, I should say, and we'll get to more later. Now it's the Tornadoes back to the line of scrimmage. Three receivers to the left, one to the right, and one backfield, and Bonham with Burden and shotgun. And it's going to be a throw. Burden has it. He's going to go for the flag pattern to Braden Anderson and just overthrow. No, it's a touchdown. Oh, wow, he caught that? Yeah. My goodness, I told you, Heath. He is one of the more athletic men on the field. That's number 10 for that young man on the year, and that'll extend the score to 6 nothing. Alcoa. Oh, it was Isaiah Bryant. My goodness. Boy, he did his best imitation that time of Braden Anderson and showed us a little bit of the future of the Alcoa Tornado. Well, Marty, that was just a great throw by Camden Bird. Put it right in the corner of the end zone, and then really good job that time by Isaiah Bryant being really patient, waiting on the ball, letting it come to him in the corner of the end zone. The defender jumped a little early because he saw Bryant's eyes, and as he was coming down, that ball perfectly floated right over him and into the arms of an awaiting Isaiah Bryant for the touchdown. A really good way to start off this ball game, and the extra point is good. So your score was 520 remaining in the first quarter. Alcoa 7, Kingston 0. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Thanks. 
Cross is not having anything to do with it, but number 25, or actually 26, Isaiah Bryant does as he hauls in the first touchdown of the evening at the 520 mark in the first quarter for the Tornadoes to put them up 7 to nothing here at Goddard Field as Foley now is set to kick. Kick is low, end over end, fielded at the 15. It's returnable, and it is number one. That is Cox out to about the 28-29 yard line, and that is where the Yellow Jackets will start this series as they find themselves behind now, seven to nothing here at Alcoa. First of all, Heath, I did not think that. The ball was caught. First of all, I'm looking through two windows here, but I didn't think it was caught, much less the ease that he brought it in over there. It was just really nonchalant. I thought it was over his head, and then he shows us the football, and it's a jet sweep again to Gutner, and Gutner tries the right side, and he'll go down for no gain. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, Marty Burden put that in a perfect spot, and then Bryant was able to meet him there and came down with that football. And that's a really good way to start off this game as Alcoa, the first time on offense, was not able to move the football. Um, but that time they certainly did. Got it down the field quickly and then put it in the end zone. Kingston trying to respond now as they've struggled on their first two offensive possessions. It is second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. As their back shotgun, it is their quarterback, Collins rifles it out to the right side. There's a flag down, and it looks like there's going to be illegal motion again by the Yellow Jackets. It's going to be incomplete. It'll be third down now and 10. Kind of surprised, Marty, that wasn't a pass interference. Harris came up, and he is really fast. and He kind of got a little pop into Zane Ryan before that ball actually got there, um, but it is going to fall incomplete. And they are going to call a legal motion, Marty, on the Yellow Jackets. The Kingston continuing to go in the wrong direction. As the official's facing the wrong direction now. Now he's turned around and he'll mark off five. Nope, they're going to decline it to make it third down and nine. And I don't blame them. Bottom on the field now to give Carroll a little time. Now that's Cannon a little time out. And, and uh, you don't lose much there when Zane Bottom steps in defensively. We're going to try to get Zane up here after the game this evening, too to interview him. It's good to be able to get some of these kids up here and give them this experience that way when they move on to the college level and they have to do this thing. They've got some experience doing it. Shotgun now for Collins and the Yellow Jackets. Three receivers to the right, and he's just going to haul off and throw it up there, and it throws it up for grabs and incomplete. The intended receiver is number 27, Cade Roberts, and it looks like he was batted down, almost caught over there by number 19, of the Tornadoes, and that is Jamal Williams, who's seen a little bit more playing time as the year has gone on. Yeah, a lot of these younger Alcoa players, Marty, stepping up in big moments and getting more and more action as the season progresses, and depth is going to be super important, especially now in the playoffs. Bodies start to get tired. Things start to get a little colder. It's nice to have some depth. The punt away, it's a good one. It's going to turn over, but it will be fielded by Jackson. He makes the first three miss with just a couple of jukes, a fourth miss, and then finally caught from behind and dropped, but not before he is in the Yellow Jacket territory 
at the 42-yard line. Alcoa will have good field position to start the next drive as they also enjoy a 7 nothing lead. And the Yellow Jackets learned a little bit from the last time they played Alcoa as Ronald the Tank Jackson was the one who ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown last time they played Kingston. So they still allowed him to get a few yards, but they did not let him get a touchdown. New quarterback in the game now. It's Zach Lunsford uh, at the 409 mark left to go in the first quarter. He's in a shotgun. He'll turn. He'll give the ball off to a new running back in the game now. That is number – no, that's Sankey still. He looks different. He looks bigger, Heath, even this week than he did last week. But he, he takes the ball and runs it down and out of bounds at the 36. He'll pick up about seven on the carry to make it second down and short. Martin, you want to know why he looks a little bigger? He's got a double-digit number. As he had four last week, he is back into his old uniform, number 15 tonight. And they say as the numbers get bigger, you look a little bit as well. And the shotgun throws out quickly to Braden Anderson complete at the 40. And he turns upfield and finally thrown out of bounds as he gets out at the 20. And just a nice pitch and catch that time from Lunsford to his favorite wide receiver, Braden Anderson. Everybody's favorite wide receiver, Braden Anderson, as he picks up, mm, I guess, about 16 on the reception. 354 now left in the first quarter. It'll be Bonham, the lone setback, as they put Sankey in a slot, and they'll have a tight end to the left. And it's a crossbuck. I could read that one up here, and it's to Bonham. Bonham makes two, three men miss. Finally, leg tackled or leg whipped as he gets down inside the 15, down to about the 14-yard line. Another nice run. And, Heath, it's, it's, it's amazing. But if you'll watch that crossbuck, the right tackle – slides down when the ball is tackled, and he kind of follows him through the hole. A good job and just a a good, well-drawn-out play there by the Tornadoes. And I usually don't get to watch all that stuff happen. I'm usually watching wherever the ball goes. But it's fun to watch those big guys on the offensive line occasionally, too. Lunsford is a shotgun. He'll empty the backfield. A motion goes Sankey, and he'll throw it out and complete to his tight end, Sutter. And for the second week in a row, Sutter has a touchdown, Tornadoes, as he finds his way into the maroon rectangle. It's 13 to nothing, Tornadoes, with an Everding Orthodontics touchdown with 3-10 left in the first quarter. Sutters with another touchdown for the year, Marty, and Lunsford with his 11th overall passing touchdown. As now, Jeff Foley back for the kick, and number 16, Riley Heaton for the hole. There's a snap, the set, the kick, doing. And just like that, with 3.10 left to go, it is now 14 to nothing Tornadoes. We'll take another 30-second break, and we'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week right after this. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer.
We are back at Goddard Field and Bill Bailey Stadium on the campus of Alcoa City Schools, as it will be. Jet Foley now set to kick for the Tornadoes, who are wearing their home maroon jerseys with white numerals outlined in aluminum over solid maroon football pants with the traditional aluminum-colored helmet and maroon logos on each side and face mask. The kick is off. It's fielded at the 15. And it looks like that's Gutner that will take it out to about the 25-yard line. And that is where the Yellow Jackets will take over this possession, trailing 14 to nothing. Marty Kingston in a hole and really needing to figure out something fast is uh, this team, uh, a tough ball game last week with Chucky Doak able to pull that one out 43-42. to A lot of points scored in that ball game. Right now, the Kingston defense giving up a lot of points. Their offense, not so much. They hand the football up the middle and get a few positive ones there. About a two-yard carry that time by the Yellow Jackets, and that ball was handed off to number 19, Marcus Rose. Yeah, we saw a lot more of him in the last game, and he was battered and had to be bruised after the last time we played. Uh, but a pretty good athlete, and overall, Heath, this, this whole Kingston team looks very athletic. They just cannot match up against the Tornadoes, and it, 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 it shows. As they are wearing their white road jerseys with navy numerals and their Auburn stripes on the sleeves and their Auburn white football pants with navy helmets and an orange yellow jacket on the side of the helmet. And that time, Heath, there was nothing doing for the running back that time as he got corralled and dropped rather rudely by the Alcoa defense. Well, he got met, Marty, by none other than the Mr. Football semifinalist, Gray Make-Him-Pay Carroll, as he does a swim move past the tackle, gets it to the backfield in between the gap, and lays him down quickly. So losing two yards in the play is Kingston, and now it's third and ten. And a shotgun for Collins. He has a running back to his right. Now he's going to be flushed. He's chased. He throws it. It's complete to Cox. But Cox is going to lose yards, or at least he may gain one, and it'll set up fourth down and nine. So as the quarterback runs for his life, as he has most of the evening, uh, he does get it away, and he does complete it with his receiver that works his way back to him. Unfortunately, when you've got to pick up 10 yards and you have to work your way back to a one-yard reception, it's punt time. And back for the Tornadoes is Isaiah Bryant. And I believe that is Ronald Tank Jackson. They are standing at their own 45-yard line awaiting the kick of number 11. And Jackson says, I'm going to let it go. And it, it doesn't go out of bounds, but it does kind of take a straight-up and straight-down hop, and Alcoa will get possession at their own 38-yard line from the punt of Littlefield. And we'll try to bring you more as we get it uh, in the Dobbins-Bennett game where both teams were pulled off the field before the game. And it's just it's it's just a really weird season. And it's really ramped up just of late, Heath, because most of the regular season we didn't hear of a lot of problems, uh, except for in the smaller communities like Greenback and a bunch of their games canceled. Lunsford's still in the game. He'll turn. He'll give the ball to Sankey on a jet reverse. 
to the left, and he'll break the first tackle, second tackle, and slide out of bounds at about the 45-yard line. So he'll pick up seven yards on first down and just a really good slick run that time by the senior running back. Party, uh, going back to the update from earlier, coaches from Newman County and Dobbins Bennett and game officials have left the field. Some school officials still on the field. There is still no word yet on what is going on and what has caused them to be removed from the football field. I wonder if it's like some sort of uh, threat of some sort other than COVID. It is shotgun, launcher back, takes one step, and heaves it out to the left flat. And that is complete, I believe, is that number nine over there? Three, number three, that is Ford. I've told my wife if there's anything I want for Christmas this year, it is a set of binoculars. And that is a Dwight Price of Realty Executives, first and ten, now in Yellow Jacket territory at the 47-yard line. The ball resting just atop the tornado here that adorns midfield at Bill Bailey Stadium. Lunsford in a shotgun. He's got two receivers to the right, one to the left, and a tight end to the left. One running back in Elijah Cannon. And it's thrown out and complete to Bryant. And he's, we spoke about this all year. Lunsford hadn't learned touch yet. He was throwing everything about 100 miles an hour and that pass right there couldn't have been thrown prettier or with more touch for the receiver to bring that in, make the catch, and get it upfield for another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at the Yellow Jacket 33-yard line. Yeah, Marty, the young 6-165-pound sophomore quarterback has had a really good playoff so far in year two here in Alcoa High School. So now it's first down for Alcoa. Lunsford in the shotgun, and Marty Hill handed off this time to Elijah. Shot out of a cannon, and there he goes. Ouch. Bulldozing defenders and picking up a huge first down and then some. Yeah, he goes off tackle to the right, gets into the flat, and runs over this would-be tackler. And down inside the 15 at the 14, and there's a flag thrown late, I think, isn't there, Heath? Yeah, there's a flag on the field. It may be a holding penalty. I don't know if it's a hold or if yeah, it's gonna, they're gonna and it's right in the latter part of the run, which is unnecessary. So instead of having the ball inside the 15 at the 14, uh, they'll march it back. It was an offensive face mask, and I wonder if they called that on Elijah. Anyways, the the ball is now at the 25. It's first down and one and a half for the Tornadoes as Lunsford works with a shotgun. Two backs and Summerall and Sankey and two receivers to the left, one to the right. It'll be a handoff off tackle to Sankey to the right. Oh. Turns it upfield as the horn sounds at the end of the first quarter. Sankey takes it inside the 20 and down to about the 18-yard line where he'll have a Dwight Price group, a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at the 18-yard line. That'll also, he's placed the ball inside the common sense red zone is let's take a 60 second timeout as we'll come back with second quarter action after this on the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888 SOLD. 
which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Koa is starting to rock the Yellow Jackets of Kingston as uh, they try to get the first down playoff, and it's whistled dead before the snap, and Alcoa is going to take a timeout. Not sure why, but that's got to infuriate an offensive coordinator and a head coach as you come out of a, a timeout or a quarter and you immediately start off with a timeout. Let's take another timeout with them as we still await play in the second quarter. It's 14 nothing Tornadoes with the ball at the Yellow Jacket 18. We'll be back after this 30-second break. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Alcoa on first down, hands the ball to the freshman again. That is Cannon going off tackle left. He lowers his shoulder, but met this time by several white jerseys as he's able to surge forward for about a yard down to the 18. So it'll be second down and nine at that point. They are still in, it's actually down to about the 17. They are still in the common sense red zone with 11 and a half minutes left to go here in the half. And two running backs in the game, that's Sankey and Summerall, and three receivers. And it'll be a give, basically, to Sankey right up the middle, breaks a tackle in the second level, and then just surges forward and just brought down shy of Paydirt as he's dropped at the one-yard line. And that will be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'd like to give a shout-out to Riley Trapp. Got to visit with him this week down there. They've got a beautiful showroom and a really nice location. And to give, once again, same place, thank you. Different result as he dances into the maroon rectangle for an Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes with 11 minutes left to go in the first half. Alcoa now leads. 20 to nothing pending the PAT. But it was good to catch up with Riley this week, look at some of his inventory. If you haven't, just go to the TwinCityCertified.com uh, website, check it out. They've got great pre-owned cars that are not only newer models, but they also are priced right and certified. 
Jet Foley on now for a kick. The kick up and doing. And it is Alcoa 21 and Kingston not a take a 30-second break. We'll be back with more second-quarter action from Goddard Field right after this. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. All right. All right. Tom Thompson's going to be traveling past. Or is it going to be Jet Foley kicking to the Yellow Jackets as we come back with the help of the tragically hit? And three pistols. Short approach. That's Heaton kicking off. He kicks it angular toward the right sideline, and it's not fielded very well by the Yellow Jackets. And it's picked up on a knee over there by number 14. That is Aaron McKinney. And that will be where the Yellow Jackets will take over first and 10 at their own 26-yard line. He's not a lot... They, they kind of went blow for blow the first series or so, and then Alcoa just had some big big body blows and have finally taken over this ball game. Yeah, Marty, Alcoa has come on strong, and after the first few minutes, Alcoa completely dominated the first quarter after that, doing much of the same early on here in the second quarter. As you mentioned, 10-59 remaining in the second, 21-0 Alcoa leads, and that's going to – Throw even further here in a few minutes. There's a big-time tackle that time as they take Carson Donathan and move him back about three yards that time to bring up second and 13. Well, his backside's going to be sore tomorrow after that tackle. He just got blistered. It's second down now and 12 with 10.33 left to go in the second quarter. Alcoa leading 21 to nothing. the Yellow Jackets with the football. And they'll be in a shotgun. Collins ready for the snap with one back. He'll turn. He'll give it to, that is, I think, Gettner. Gettner. Gutner. I got it right the third time. On a reverse. And You'll Gutner, get it right soon, Marty. <laughs> right. And Gutner will lose a few more yardage. And now he's going to lose four. And after two consecutive plays that go in reverse, the Yellow Jackets are staring down a third and 17. Nice tackle by Braxton Bauman as Gunner almost lost the football with the handoff exchange between him and quarterback Kane Collins. Able to hold on to it, but not able to get positive yardage. Good tackle, and as Marty mentioned a moment ago, moves them backwards. Third and 17 now as the Yellow Jackets approach the line of scrimmage. Shotgun, one back. Quickly he has to get rid of it because there was a blitz from Bonham, and he just has to throw it away and out of bounds and the team in the orange and blue Auburn-looking uniforms will have to punt once again with 9.27 left to go in the second quarter, and they trail 21 to nothing. Heath, we are two scores away from mercy rule. Hashtag mercy rule. Well, Marty, if Alcoa keeps this pace, 
they could probably score more points than they did the last ball game against Kingston, where they won 41 to zero. Yeah, they took their foot off the gas that game, though. Marty, uh, another update on that Dobbins Bennett game. The announcement just made that the game has been canceled due to unforeseen COVID-19 situation. The outcome still to be determined. Wow, I wonder if they try to play tomorrow. I mean, that's odd that they call it for COVID concerns as the punt is going to be downed at the Alcor 45, the Tornado's in good field position. But, you know, you would have seen that one either called yesterday, but not right before the game. That is odd unless some kid showed up the game with the temperature. And if he did, shame on you parents. If you've got a kid that plays, it is on you now to make sure before they go to school, before they leave for a football game, that you check their temperature to make sure that you don't put, you know, their team in jeopardy of having to forfeit out of the playoffs. Shotgun, Lutzford still in, and he looks, he surveys, got a quick slant pattern to Sutter, and Sutter just makes would-be out of number 22, that is Will Moore. He looked for him after he made the catch and just put his foot in his stomach and went right on past as he'll pick up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at the Yellow Jacket 21-yard line. Clock still running, nine minutes left. And Alcoa just now with their foot on the throttle as they continue. Bonham, the lone setback with Lunsford, as now Anderson comes in motion. It'll be a pop pass to him, and he takes it outside on the right, turns it upfield, and he'll be tackled down there with the 10, and he'll be close to another first down for the Tornado. So another completion there for Lunsford on the little pop pass. A nice little play there, wasn't uh, your typical jet sweep, Marty, as they kind of, like I said, a little pop pass forward. Still pretty much looks the same. The handoff's a little different. Yeah, and it will be enough for Dwight Price, Realty Executive's first down on the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week, TwinCityCertified.com. Check them out. Great inventory. Over 600 pre-owned cars to choose from. Shotgun, two back, Summerall, and Sankey back in there. Sankey gets the give. And actually, no, that is... Jordan Harris, as he takes the ball untouched into the maroon rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes, and it's now 27 to nothing with 7.56 left to go in the half, pending the PAT by Jet Axel Foley. Heath, it's just the tornadoes, after that first series when they were sluggish, they have just throated the Yellow Jackets. They've just held them down and pulled their stinger out of their abdomen. <laughs> well, Marty, uh, I mean, Kingston has just had no answer for this Tornado team. We kind of expected that, um, and we're seeing exactly what we thought on the field, Marty, as Jeff Foley makes the extra point, and it is now 28-0 Alcoa. 7.56 left to go. You're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. Back in 30 seconds with more action from Goddard Field. In the second round, the TSSAA State Playoff. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. 
We are back at Goddard Field and a quick social media shout out brought to you by Secret Safe Place for Newborns of Tennessee to uh, Christy and Hank Schneider, uh, Terry Tuttle, Danny Spradlin, Christy Spradlin, and others over at the Schneider household. Thank you uh, for listening in each and every week, and I'm glad I can bring some comic relief through the airwaves to your backyard. And it is fielded by number 19. That's Marcus Rose. He takes it upfield, and he'll be stopped as he gets out past the 30, right at the 31-yard line. As I tell people, anybody can do this play-by-play, but it, it takes someone special to make make you laugh. <laughs> Anyways, no, I just enjoy it, and I'm glad you guys do too. Um, well, Marty, we're just glad you're back. Yeah, I had to, had to isolate last week, and, and thank you to everybody, including – Christy and Hank, who texted me to check on me, make sure I was all right, and uh, just had a false, uh, well, we had to wait on results for Jackson, who had had a fever Thursday, and they tested him for COVID, and we didn't get the results back until Monday. Everything was good. He went back to school this week, and he's doing well, and he's at his, Mimi and Papa was tonight, a quick out, thrown out by the Yellow Jackets, intended receiver is number 15. 15 Zane Ryans, and it's incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. But uh, thank you, Heath, for listening to you guys last week. Y'all did an outstanding job. Um, and once again, as you realize, that anybody is easily replaced. <laughs> 7.44 left to go in the first half. Y'all did an outstanding job, though, seriously. Well, we uh, the real Mr. Dunkel, we got him on the headset for a while last week. I also had, um, and I'll get back to that in just a second, they're setting up a screen. Did so beautifully to number five. That's Gutner. Gutner turns it upfield, and he may now they're going to say stepped out of bounds at the 39. So he'll be about four yards shy of a first down, which will make it third down and four. Uh, but also Stevie Stevens of Stevenson Tire, one of our sponsors, uh, you know, checked on me. He's like, I didn't, I didn't hear you. Um, had to go by there, caught up with him for a little bit today as I was, uh, you know, the weather changed. My tires lose air. So I went by there, and they, they filled them back up and <clears throat> checked them out, and I'll have them rotated there probably in a couple of weeks. But regardless, just a good operation there. Stevenson Tire there on Broadway, East Broadway, near Eagleton. Shotgun, and Collins wants a timeout, and they'll give it to him with 7.36 left to go in the first half. It's 28 to nothing. Alcoa, let's take a 30-second break, and we'll be back with more action from Goddard Field on the Twin Cities Certified and Maribel Game of the Week right after this. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. We are back, and it is shotgun on third and four, third and a short four, and Alcoa is going to give them a first down. That is going to be number six offsides for Alcoa, and he just jumped the gun. He had his 
ears laid back was itty, not so bitty, Salter, and just got a little overzealous, and it's going to cost five yards, and that'll give the Yellow Jackets a first down. Well, Marty, uh, we talked about the crazy times of this season, um, reported that there's a sixth Bradley Central player on the field. I mean, obviously, it looks like he's just either dehydrated or something else is wrong with him, but you have to be worried if you're the Maryville Rebels with a oh. sixth player from the other team on the field, what that could do to them, and should they continue this ball game? Yeah, that's the one where you step back and say, whoa, 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 whoa. And right now, we've got a reverse and some room for the Yellow Jackets as they sprint out past the 45, out past midfield, and pushed out of bounds as they get into Tornado Territory at the 49. It'll be second down now and three for the Yellow Jackets with 7.28 left to go here in the first half. And they've got a big offensive line, dude, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Shotgun once again for Collins. He'll send, and they'll give it to the man in motion. That's number five, Guttner. And Guttner's just going to be plowed under and dropped. And that'll go for a loss. So that'll now be going to lose two on the carry. So that'll be third down now and five. And uh, you're going to have to call on your quarterback now to make some kind of play. And I've got to think, I've got a clock in my head saying 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. I've got to get rid of the ball or I'm going to get just buried by this big maroon curtain. 6.55 and counting here in the first half. It's 28-0. Alcoa, Yellow Jackets of Kingston with the football in a shotgun. Two receivers each side, one back in the backfield with Collins. He throws out quick. Had his man wide open. Number one, that is Cox. And he, he um, just got too antsy and just blasted it over the head of his receiver. And that'll be fourth down and five. Uh, however, the Yellow Jackets will keep their offense on the field. Not sure if they may just try to do a quick kick right here or not, but it's an idea. It's something to think about if you're them. But it is Collins into the offensive huddle. Or they, I was going to say they could start thinking like Johnson County last week and putting on third down. I heard you and your dad talking about that. It happened several times. It was yeah, surprising. I mean, why not? But it is the same formation as the last play. Same play. Now they fake it and they screen it out to Guttner who's going to be buried for a five-yard loss. A great play out there on the outside by, I believe that's Jackson, but I can't tell. Isaiah Bryant. Isaiah Bryant on the tackle. And that'll be a loss of five and a turnover on downs. And now the Tornadoes have the ball in good field position at the Yellow Jacket 44-yard line with 6.35 left to play in the first half and a 28 to nothing lead. And I believe it'll be, it is indeed Lunsford still in the game at quarterback. He'll have three receivers left, one to the right, one setback with him in the backfield. And they move right to left in your listening device. He's going for the downs. He's got Jack. Got it. Oh, that is the best ball Lunsford has thrown all year. It hit Ronald Jackson in stride. He was wide A open and dropped it. Oh, man. You hate to see it. That was a gorgeous throw. And, I mean, Marty, like you said, the stride was in perfect rhythm. All he had to do is just catch it, pull it in, and he was walking into that end zone. And, man, I think he got a little too excited. Eyes got a little too wide and bobbled that football. So, second and ten now for Alcoa. 6.27 left in the first half, and I think Alcoa is going to take a timeout. 
They do. We're going to take it with them. We're going to tell you the score is Alcoa 28, Kingston nothing, Alcoa with the football, and they'll have it second and 10 when we return with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after this 30-second break. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. Goddard Field in Alcoa, second and ten for the Tornadoes, who are just a bobble away from leading this one 35 to nothing. That backfield will empty now, and he'll quickly throw out to, is that Ford that lined up in the back? No, that's Jordan Harris, number nine, and they just screen it out to him. He makes a catch. He turns it upfield, gets inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line. So a nice pickup there from the... 44, about a 16-yard gain for the Tornadoes on second 10 with 6-10 left to go here in the first half. Alcoa leads 28 to nothing and on the move. Nice catch and run by Jordan Harris, but an even better block by Isaiah Bryant, who's had his name called quite a bit tonight. He took his his defender, drove him down the field, and threw him into the turf and allowed a lot of running room for Harris. And let's run the ball the other way. Same play. They do. This time they are quickly on Harris and they'll pull him down after a yard gain at the 27. So Alcoa basically just moves it one yard up and one hash mark to the other side of the field. They are moving right to left on your listening device as I do another social media shout-out brought to you by Secret Safe Place of Newborns in Tennessee to Bernie Gladden listening in from New York, New York, big city of dreams. Things in New York ain't always what they seem. And it will be a shotgun once again for Lunsford. Two receivers right, one left, two backs. And it will be, I believe that's Sankey back in the game, losing the football. Uh, but he has his linemen to think as they get back on top of it. And that's been a problem this year, Heath, for for Ahmad Instant Sankey, is he's put the ball on the turf a lot. Not a lot, but enough. Yeah, holding on to the football has been a little bit of a difficulty. He's got to keep that ball tight to the chest and uh, make sure that, especially when he's running near the sidelines, he rotates it towards the arm but has it towards the out-of-bounds mark in case he does fumble it. But they are in the middle of the field, nowhere to go. Good job by Summer on Cannon, keeping an eye on, able to fall onto it. They'll fake the handoff this time. And they'll do a wheel pattern to Elijah Cannon out of the backfield, and he'll look for somebody to run over and does so at the five, and they'll finally tackle him inside the five at about the four. So it'll be first and goal for the Tornadoes with 420 left to go in the first half. And as we say each and every week, Heath, or I do, nobody ever covers the wheel pattern. I even heard Gene Chiswick say that on the SEC Network uh, a few weeks ago. Eye formation, power eye, not power eye, but stack eye. Give the Sankey. He's in for number 15. He finds the maroon rectangle 
and add six more for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown. It's now 34 to nothing with four minutes left to go. And pending the PAT, we're close to Mercy Rule. And Heath, is that the first touchdown tonight for instant? I, believe, I thought it was, but Scott Dunkel's shaking his head. Let's go back and take a look. His second. He now second. has 16 on the year. I still remember when we watched Jerron Tony score 52 in a season. Mm-hmm. Shotgun, or no, not shotgun. The snap, the set, the kick. Good one! And Al Coy now leads 35 to nothing with four minutes left to go. And Heath, it would surprise me if they didn't put another one into pay dirt here before we go to the half. Let's take a timeout. It's 40 or it's 35 to nothing on your Twin City Certified and Marable Game of the Week. Back after this. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. We are back at Goddard Field in Alcoa, and it will be Heaton. Set the kick for the Tornadoes. He'll take a long run at this one. And back deep once again is, I believe that is number five. One of them is number 19. That is Marcus Rose. And he'll get the ball off a hop, and he'll try to get it to the left side of the field. And he won't get there. He does. He makes a tackle, makes a tornado miss. And then turns it upfield and finally pushed out of bounds around the 29-yard line. So 3.49 left to go in the first half, and it's been all out cool with 35 to nothing. Marty Rose tackled that time by number 16, Riley Heaton, the kicker. Kicker did a good job following his lane and getting down the field and then moving towards the returner and just took him out towards the sideline. So a really good job of the kicker making the play there. You don't see a lot of kickers necessarily do that in sports, but uh, Heaton certainly a different kind of breed and a really solid football player. Is Now Kingston starting at the 29 in a 35-point deficit trying to come back. and I don't think it's going to happen as that ball falls incomplete. It does. It'll set up second down and 10. And just a lot of maroon jerseys over there to try to thread the needle to the white jerseyed. Isaac Cox, 3.45. That will stop the clock. And it'll be second and 10 for the Yellow Jackets as they are just taking their time. There's no need to take your time here because the clock stopped. I would, you know, if I'm them, I'd just try to get into the locker room, trailing 35 to nothing. See what they do here on second down as they've got three receivers and one running back in the game. Quarterback throws a quick slant. And it looks like there was a tornado got their hands on it. Instead, it falls incomplete, but it was intended for the tight end who was open just briefly. And that is number 15 or 16. That is that is Zane Ryans, and it's incomplete. Just couldn't get his mitts on it. Now with 3:41 left to go 
here in the first half in Yellow Jacket football and a 35 to nothing Alcoa lead. Third down and 10 now. Two incomplete passes and a shotgun, three receivers, one running back, and a blitz, and he's just going to have to get rid of it early. And when the receiver, whenever you see Alcoa blitzing like that, You've got to cut your pattern off, or you at least have to turn around and look at your quarterback. And his receiver that time, Marcus Rowe, did him no favors at all. As now the clock is stopped at 335, and it will be fourth down and 10. And once again, it will be Littleton and the Yellow Jackets punting, and two tornadoes back deep. And I believe that Isaiah Bryant and Harris for the tornadoes, number nine. Snaps back a good snap. Kicks high. It's going to be end over end. It's going to take probably an Alcoa bounce. It does. It goes out of bounds at the, wow, at the 49-yard line of the Yellow Jackets. So, once again, Alcoa will be starting their possession inside of the Yellow Jackets territory. 3.28 remaining, and it's Lunsford still in at quarterback. He's got trips. To the left, one to the right, and one running back in bottom with him in the backfield. Quickly just throws out. There was a lot of cushion over there, and Braden Anderson makes the catch, and he's fighting for a first down. He gets close. I think he's going to be just a tad shy with 3.14 left to go, and it's going to be second down and about two. They're going to mark, mark his progress down at the 41. And quickly to the line of the Tornadoes and Lunsford. Lunsford's going to roll toward us, throw to an open Ronald Jackson, who breaks a tackle. Now he's down the sidelines, breaks another tackle, and is able to pull a yellow jacket with him out of bounds to stop the clock at the 26-yard line with 2.50 left to go. And they're basically just giving – they're basically taking what the yellow jackets are giving them here, Heath. They're giving some cushion to the receivers, and Lunsford sees it. He's just firing it out. Now he's going to look downfield. He double pumps. He's got a wide-open Braden Anderson on a skinny post and into the maroon rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. Another beautiful pass by quarterback Zach Lunsford. He waits for the open window to show itself. He finds it, and there in that window is the man himself, Braden Anderson, as he goes into the end zone, Marty, and Alcoa has now tied the score from the last time they played Kingston, 41-0. to Alcoa missed an extra point the last ball game that caused it to be that instead of 42. But Jeff Foley here awaiting the extra point. We'll kick it up, doing, and we will not see that in this extra point now as it is 42-0, Alcoa. With 2.35 left to go in the first half, We'll be back in 30 seconds with more of the Twin City Certified in Maribel Game of the Week right after this. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. 
At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. and hitting the kick as it is a low-line drive squib, and it is picked up by number 18, who lowers his head. That's Riley Walker, a freshman, and both players, one in maroon, and Walker both stagger backwards, and progress is stopped at the 34-yard line. And after the players clear their cobwebs, they may be able to find the, their way to the locker room. However, it's still first and ten for the Yellow Jackets, trailing 42 to nothing with 2.29 left to go in the first half. This is the Twin City Certified Amerable Game of the Week. One receiver in Cox flank to the left. They've got a slot over there, and they're going to turn. They're going to give it to Rose, who breaks the tackle and tries to get in the next level of the Alcoa defense, gains about a yard, and he's pushed back by a maroon curtain of tornadoes. 2.12 now left to go in the first half. Marty, it almost looks like Kingston's kind of taking their sweet time. You almost wonder if they're hoping to get to half without uh, losing any more blood here. Uh, you know they are. They're going to just hand it off right now. Oh, oh up the middle. And Gray Carroll saw it, and he stunted from his left defensive end spot and met the back in the hole and just buried him in the backfield for a one-yard loss with a minute 29 left to go in the first half. It's third down and 11 now. Ouch. Yeah, that was a nasty play as the uh, turf was kissed by a rose as Mr. Gray Carroll introduced them with that nice tackle. And, man, what a hit. Uh, if, if anybody's watching this film, Marty, he's certainly making a case for himself to move from semifinalist to finalist for Mr. Football. Indeed. And a drop now. They're going to try a an out pattern, and somebody wasn't on the right page as Gutner – uh, was tracking up field. There was a receiver doing an out pattern over there, but it was well in front of him and well behind Gutner. So Rose and Gutner, one of the two, uh, was in the wrong position or it's just a completely poorly thrown pass by Kane Collins. And it will be fourth down and 11 again for the Yellow Jackets. And they're in their most familiar formation of the night, and that is a punt formation. And the kick's away. It's a wobbler, end over end. It's going to take a sideways hop and be downed at the 36-yard line by Kingston, where Alcoa will take over. First and 10 with 40 
seven seconds left to go in the first half. We'll see if they just don't take a knee. They're up 42 to nothing. Mercy rule has been achieved. So Lunsford's still in at quarterback. He's looking to the sideline to see what play they want. So he gets his formation and passes it on to his teammates. And the maroon-clad tornadoes come to the line of scrimmage. And it'll be an eye formation with Lunsford under center. And I believe that's Sankey dotting the eye. And they'll pitch it to him. That's big. That's Eddie Salter. And he's got some room to run. He's outside. outside. No, that's Solomon Tyson in the game back there. Number two, and there's a flag right here, Heath, and uh, that one's coming back, I believe. And that flag wasn't needed, or the hold wasn't needed, uh, but it was still administered. And Solomon Tyson, big out of the backfield, and that number two out of the backfield looked familiar, didn't it, Heath? Yeah, it certainly did, Marty. Uh, big bruiser coming in the backfield wearing two, and somebody you want to move out of the way as many twos before him, you wanted to do the same. It's nice to see Tyson get a few carries here. Yeah, it is, and this is something they've been trying to do with him um, for a while is get him some carries, and he looked apart right there. And once he comes around that end, if you're a defensive back, you don't want any part of that. Still a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes at their own 48. Clock stopped with 36 and a half seconds left. Off formation again. Off balance to the right. They'll toss sweep right. And it is Tyson again moving forward into Yellow Jacket territory and tackled at the 48-yard line with 25 seconds. The Tornadoes will not have to snap the ball again before they go to the locker room. And they are enjoying a 42 to nothing lead. Looks like they're going to enjoy it all the way to the locker room. They are nine, eight, seven. That's going to do it for action here in the first half of the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. The Tornadoes will go to the half and the locker room with a forty-two to nothing lead over the region rival Kingston Yellow Jackets. We'll be back with the secret safe place for newborns. Halftime report and Denzo scoreboard right after this three-minute break. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Welcome in to the Tennessee Certified and Miracle Game of the Week halftime show. As I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel, and your score here at the half is Alcoa 42, Kingston 0. The game that Al- Kingston went three and out to begin the game. Alcoa went three and out to begin the game. Gave it back to Kingston. You thought they had maybe just a little bit of momentum starting off. Well, that didn't last long as Alcoa took off on the Yellow Jackets, and they have not looked back since already with a 42-0 lead, a lead that's even more than what they had the whole four quarters last time they played Kingston. They are doing business and taking care of it tonight, Scott. Oh, yes, definitely. Heath is, um, like you said, Alcoa is just basically controlling this entire game so far tonight against Kingston. Just looking at their total offense, They've had 12 rushes, negative three yards. They've had their two of 15 in passing for three yards, so basically broke even right there. Um, 51 yards total offense. That's including the punt and kickoff returns right there, but um, pretty much zeros across the board, more or less. Yeah, zero total yards of offense, man. Yeah, 27 plays, no total yards of offense for Kingston whatsoever tonight so far, and not much anywhere as um, all of their players are 
having a very rough go of it for Alcoa. So, unfortunately, not a lot to give you about um, the offense for Kingston. However, let's look at Alcoa here. 159 yards rushing on 20 attempts, 12 of 15 and passing a great night so far. They are no interceptions, 189 yards, 35 plays from scrimmage, 348 offensive yards, 369 all-purpose. That includes a couple of little runs on kickoff so forth or on the kickoff. Three rushing touchdowns. Take that back. That should probably move up, bump up a little bit there. Should be four rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, six total touchdowns for Alcoa so far tonight as Alcoa is all over Kingston. Seven and seven in extra points for Foley tonight as well as you look at Alcoa having an outstanding night. Ahmad Sankey, 11 carries, 88 yards and two touchdowns, leading way for the Tornadoes tonight. Zane Bonham, two carries uh, for 20 yards also on there. Braden Anderson, three catches, 60 yards for Alcoa as well. Again, Alcoa having an outstanding night offensively so far. Certainly are, Scott. Amon's having quite a ball game. Lunsford is having a good game as well. Um, but, yeah, Amon, thank you. Two rushing touchdowns for the night. Uh, Scott, I also was noticing, um, looks like the stats got Lunsford at one passing touchdown, but I thought he had one or two more than that. Um, Maybe we'll take back a look at the stats in a minute, but you've got some really great numbers on this sheet right here. Zach has already thrown over 160 yards passing. Ahmad is 12 yards away from 100. I mean, these players are racking up the stats. Solomon Tyson had a really good game so far as well. It has been extremely impressive what these guys have been able to do on the field as it's 42-0 at the half. Now, we will start Mercy Roll here in the second half, where you will see that continuous clock go into effect, so it will move rather quickly pretty soon. Um, I still wouldn't be surprised if you saw another touchdown or two added to this score if you're Alcoa. Oh, yeah, definitely, Heath. Alcoa's having on that a very outstanding and outstanding night so far. Uh, going back and looking back over some of the information we were trying to make sure of, and There's actually three with Anderson catching a touchdown along with uh, Isaiah Bryant catching that beautiful catch there in the corner earlier. Deher and Sutterth also catching one. Uh, Lunsford should have two touchdowns and Camden Burden one touchdown for Alcoa. So, again, a really good night there for Alcoa. Also a well-balanced night when you look at the touchdowns through the air touchdowns on the ground. Alcoa's kept it very balanced, and uh, it's hard for a defense to adjust. Oh, yeah, it really is. It's just um, just hard to do anything, basically, with this Alcoa football team. Scott, if you had to be nitpicky, I mean, let's just say you're, you're coach ranking, you've seen what you've seen the first half. I mean, it's 42-0, to zero, but what are you telling your team, if, if anything, of adjustments he wants to see as you move into the third and fourth quarter of this ballgame? Uh, just to stay consistent, don't get relaxed. Don't um, don't let the score dictate how you're going to play the rest of the game. But again, as we'll probably see in the second half, a lot of second, third string players getting a lot of good opportunity, getting a lot of good playoff experience tonight. Um, but Coach Rankin will still want them to keep up the intensity and remember that uh, this is a playoff. 
Well, it is, and you wonder how much longer the starters will be in or if you will see them because you mentioned it a minute ago, it's the playoffs, and so you've got to be a little bit more winded because as the playoffs progress, you're going to be facing tougher teams that will make you last longer than two quarters. Now, next week, Alcoa is going to face the winner of Gallenberg Pigeon Sports. There's a good possibility you're not going to have to play four quarters for that one either. However, you move on past that one just two weeks from now, and you're looking at a team on Black Friday that's probably potentially going to be either loud and horrific. Oh, yeah. I believe that could be the one. But, you know, keep in mind, Upperman's got a good team, too, so it depends on what happens tonight between them and Loudon as well. But we're rooting for Loudon at least for that one. But um, still, yeah, it, it's just you got to start getting ready. Again, tonight's a good night to um, – Keep your legs fresh, basically. Don't wear your players out because you do have a couple of games coming up that could could potentially give you a little trouble. Gallenberg-Pittman, even though Alcoa did handle that game later, uh, the um, Highlanders did give us a little bit of a problem in the first half of that game. They certainly did, Scott. But to talk more about some of those scores that we mentioned and the teams that we might be facing, we'll be talking about that in just a moment as Trevor Dunkel will come on the headset with Scott Dunkel. We'll talk about the playoff bracket and how these ball games are shaping up in all classifications. But secret safe place for newborn social media shout out goes out to Adrian Harrell tuning into the ball game tonight, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, out of town this week and not able to assist us. And we certainly miss her presence in the booth and her help as well. So Adrian, we hope you're having a wonderful night. I hope you're enjoying the broadcast and we can't wait to have you back soon, but we're going to take a break. Your score at the half, 42-0. to Alcoa lead on the Twin Cities certified in Maryville game of the week. We'll be back with more on the Halftime Show. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills, or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, And let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 164-1325. WKVL 850 AM, Maryville. 
and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Thank you very much, and we are back. This is Scott Dunkel alongside Trevor Dunkel. You're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show as Alcoa leads Kingston here at Goddard Field 42-0. to zero. We are going to come over to Trevor Dunkel here and see if we can get some information from Trevor Dunkel about how the other schools are doing so far tonight as Kingston, or not Kingston, but Gatlinburg-Pittman will be playing, or is playing, Pigeon Forge tonight in Gatlinburg. And um, Loudon is taking on Upperman tonight as well. Trevor, what do you got for us going on so far tonight? Well, real quick, before we start the uh, Denso scoreboard update, I want to uh, go ahead and, and talk about torna- or Trevor's Tornado Trivia um, and go ahead and, and uh, say what that question is for the week. As always, you can uh, answer either on Facebook or Twitter, and whoever gets the answer uh, correctly first will win a $10 gift card to Windy City Grill. Um, So the question this week is, the last time Alcoa met Kingston in the playoffs, their Tornadoes won 42-0, which is ironic with the score now, but what year did this happen? Well, good luck to you. And now, Trevor, what do we got in? What can you give us for the Denso scoreboard? All right, um, so we'll first start off with 1A, the uh, region, or yeah, the region that uh, the Greenback is in. Greenback was was playing with Coalfield earlier. Coalfield, who is so far undefeated uh, this season, however, Coalfield has uh, taken away with this as as they're leading 20-7 at half. Um, and then uh, going into half, Cloudland and Oliver Springs were tied 14 all, but to start the third quarter, Oliver Springs scored quickly. And now Oliver Springs is leading 22-14. to 14. Um, And then moving on to 2A, South Green taking on Rockwood. South Green leading at the half 14-3 right now. Um, and then the winner of that will go on to play the winner of the Meigs County-Hampton game. Meigs County leading at the half 21-14. to 14. Um, And then moving on to 3A, what we're really paying attention to here is the Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg-Pittman game. Whoever wins that is who Alcoa will face next week. I mean, that game is tied at half, zero all, so we'll, we'll see uh, who comes out, but it looks like it's an all-defensive game so far. And then going a little bit uh, further down the bracket in 3A, you have Red Bank um, hosting Brainerd tonight. Red Bank leading 14-6 to at the half. Um, and then Loudon taking on Upperman. Um, Loudon leading 14-0, to and that's uh, near the end of the first quarter right now. Um, and then moving on over to 4A, you've got Elizabethton taking on East Ham- Hamilton. Um, Elizabethton leading 28-0 to at the half, so it looks like they'll move on to take the winner of Anderson County and Greenville. That game is very close as Anderson County is up 3-0 at the half. And then... Uh, Right before the half, uh, David Crockett kicked a field goal against South Doyle. Um, so now it's, it's at the half. South Doyle only leading 14-13. to 13. So that game is a lot closer than it was uh, right before the half. Um, and then whoever wins that will take, the, uh, take on the winner of the Central Halls game. Central leading 14-7 to 7 at the half, so a close game there as well. And then moving further down on that bracket, you've got West hosting Walker Valley. 
Um, it was uh, 13-3 to at the half, and then West scored right away. Uh, but it looks like they may have missed their field goal as right now it's 19-3 to West leading. Um, and then uh, whoever wins that will take on the winner of Oak Ridge and Ray County. Oak Ridge leading that at the half, 6-0, to so that's a close game as well. And then moving on to 6A, uh, the Dobbins-Bennett-McNinn County game that we were, we've been talking about all night. Looks like that game has been canceled due to COVID. Some reports are saying there was a player for McMinn County that had tested positive for COVID. Um, some reports that I'm reading as well as McMinn County is saying that is not the case. Um, and TSSAA has not released anything, so we have no idea what, what's going to happen there. And I can't imagine what they could possibly do if it comes back and no one had tested positive. I don't think that would be fair to make a team forfeit at that point. Right. Um, but – However, who, whoever wins that game will uh, have to take on most likely Maryville, as right now Maryville is leading Bradley Central 21-0. to And then moving on uh, to Division II, um, you, we've got uh, Kings Academy, who we're, we're really uh, rooting for since they're out in uh, Blount County. There's no report as to what their score is as they're taking on Nashville Christian tonight, uh, but I'll keep an eye out for that, and hopefully we'll have a score later. Um, whoever wins that game will take on the winner of the Davidson um, Academy and Jackson Christian game. However, that also doesn't have an update either. And then also Division Two Class 2A, we have uh, Christian Academy of Knoxville taking on Good Pasture. At the half, uh, Good Pasture, or right before the half, Good Pasture was leading 28-7, to but they both exchanged touchdowns, and now going into the half, Good Pasture is leading 35-14, to 14, and then the winner of that will go on to take Christ Presbyterian Academy as they got the win tonight due to COVID against Chattanooga Christian. All right. Well, good deal, Trevor. Thank you very much. Looks like we got one other thing. We already have a winner for the Trevor's Tornado Trivia. I couldn't even get the full scoreboard update out before uh, we had a winner for this. It is Walker Russell. Um, so, Walker, will All right. Way to go, uh, Walker. Former Alcoa yes. quarterback, yes. yes. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll reach out to him and make sure he gets that ten dollar city uh, Winnie City Grill <laughs> gift card. Hopefully he enjoys the meal there. All right. Well, thank you very much. You are listening to the Secret City or Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show. This is Scott Dunkel along with Trevor Dunkel. As Trevor just gave you the Denzo scoreboard, we are going to take about a thirty second break as the teams are getting heading back to the sideline. We're getting ready to start the second half. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. On the headset with me now, Marty Millstaff. We're getting back to the action at hand as both teams are getting back onto the field. Kingston will kick 
Alcoa will receive. Marty, you have to imagine within the next few minutes, not only will the third quarter probably end because of mercy roll, but if Alcoa's getting football to start, the points may go up. Indeed, it may go up. And I was wondering if and, uh, me and Brian Bledsoe, who was running the clock tonight, we were wondering if we were going to get word of 10-minute quarters. It doesn't like doesn't look like they're going to do that. I don't know what you lose if you're Kingston, other than, you know, you may not get a couple of kids hurt and you get out of here without Alcoa scoring another touchdown. So, but they didn't, like they did last week, uh, but it should still be a nice, comfortable, fun second half as the ball is kicked long, fielded at the eight by Harris, or is that Ford? It's Ford. He's got a hole, Heath, and he is banged. He keeps his feet. That is Harris. He kept his feet after that hit. It knocked him sideways about three steps, and he he looked like he didn't know where he was at for a minute, then regained his footing and turned it upfield and gets it out to about the 40-yard line, so a nice return. And I believe he's a little woozy, Heath. Or actually, he's just out of his shoe. That'll make <laughs> you walk a little funny, too. Walk when, down. But I thought after the hit, he got hit. He staggered for about – it looked like he took a, you know, a left from Mike Tyson back in the day or ride, and he staggered about three steps, got his footing, and then turned it back upfield, and now Cole has it first and 10 at their 40-yard line. They lead 42 to nothing with 11 minutes now left to go in this quarter, and it's Lunsford still in at quarterback, and he'll give it to Harris on a jet sweep to the right. Harris cuts back upfield, falls and lunges forward out to about the 48-yard line, where it will be second down and two for the Tornado. So... And I do believe we are going to get Zane Bonham up here to speak with us after the game, Heath. Awesome. And, Marty, speaking of uh, Alcoa players, uh, the winner of tonight's Tornado Trivia, Walker Russell. Mm. I never knew what the question was, but he won. Yep, it was the was the last time, I believe, in the playoffs that Alcoa defeated Kingston. Wow. Zero. Speak of the devil, and what a segue – it is a handoff, off-tackle left to Zane Bottom. He's got a crease, and he's gone, but there's laundry at the 45, and he they didn't need to hold right there. That young man got through the line of scrimmage, and he would, nobody was catching him. He has got some wheels, and as I said, the segue, we're going to have him up here after the game, and he took off, and that will negate a 52-yard touchdown from Zane Bottom. <clears throat> yeah, we were talking about him in the first quarter, Marty, about how he is just very explosive. And if you open up a hole, you better close it quick because if not, he is off to the races. He he shows you why right there with a really nice run to the end zone. That hole has got to stink and hurt your Zane Bottom as he had to move backward. And they flank, and now they screen to Harris as he went in motion out of the backfield, and he'll pick up. Oh, let's see. He'll pick up maybe a yard on the play. It'll be third down and three on the next snap. And a new you know, a new running back into the game now as Summerall enters the fray. Lunsford was just over to the sideline. Bonham will come out now, and so will – I believe that's Harris. So Lunsford into the huddle, a little sugar huddle. Sugar huddle is about two or three yards off the line of scrimmage. And he'll be in a shotgun with Summerall and I think that's Sankey. Sankey getting the ball. Got a hole. 
and he's got one man to beat. He makes and a good open field tackle by the yeah. Yellow Jackets there, as I thought he was going to stutter step him. The guy with a perfect form tackle over there is number 27, 23? No, just three. Three. Oh, how did I miss that? That's Cooper Webb. And just a great play by that young man. Ah, see, because there is one on the field, and he was near the tackle. But it was just a perfect, if you want to teach how to tackle, that's how you do it. Bottom in the game now. That was enough for a uh, Dwight Price Realty Executive's first down, and they'll flank Sankey out now to a wide receiver to the right. And it's going to be Lunsford, and he's got a receiver open. And what a catch! What a catch, what a throw, and what an even better catch over there. By number 99, Braden Anderson. Heath, we talk about his athleticism all the time. And that young man stretched out Pete Rose dive style and made the catch off the Lunsford throw. Marty, that's the type of catch that he needs to make sure is on that highlight reel he sent into colleges because that was amazing. And I don't know why he doesn't get more attention or, or not talked about more, but Definitely now that Cox has hurt the best athlete on the field is they're going to throw out the Ford in the flat. He makes one man miss, and he's into the maroon rectangle for another Alcoa Tornado Everding Orthodontics touchdown. 16-yard throw and touchdown from Zach Lunsford to Landon Ford, and Lunsford with his third passing touchdown of the night. I like to see his numbers. He's thrown the ball well tonight. And that will probably, I would say, be the last series. And Lunsford is 15 of 16 for 212 yards, a 14.1-yard average, and no interceptions, no sacks, and three TDs. The kick up, the kick doing. 49 nothing now with 7.17 left to go. And we'll take a 30-second timeout. But remind you, you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. Alcoa leads. We'll be back. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. I am, I am, I am at Alcoa High School, where the Tornadoes have extended their lead to 49 to nothing with 7-10 and counting now in the third quarter, and it will be Heaton on to kick for the Tornadoes. And he is one heck of a baseball player. Is the kick as high? Or not high, I'm sorry. It's it's now down and squibbed and picked up by number one. That's Cox. And he gets it out past the 30 to about the 33-yard line where the <clears throat> Yellow Jackets will now take over first down to 10, trailing 49 to nothing. Alcoa still with their first-team defense on the field. They like to at least play the starters for one series in the second half. Alcoa awaits the winner of the Gatlinburg-Pittman-Pigeon Forge game, and do we have any updates on that as yet, Heath? 
Um, I have not seen one yet, Marty. I do have one scoreboard update. Greenback trying to cut into this deficit as it's now 14-20. to 20. Coalfield leads by six early in the third quarter. Should be a good game to watch down there as the play goes for a yard out to the 34 for the Yellow Jackets. It'll be second and nine. And on the run there, I believe, was Rose. He got a lot of carries the last time we played. <clears throat> and I guess he's starting to pick up some of the slack now with 540 left to go in the third quarter and a 49 nothing Alcoa lead. Yellow Jackets with the football. And the Yellow Jackets to the line. They'll send two receivers to each side with one running back. I believe that's Rose is in the backfield with Collins. And they look, they look, they look, they look, and it's going to be a oh, blistered pass. It was almost picked off, but what a throw by the quarterback to number 15. That is Zane Ryans, and that'll move the chains for the Yellow Jackets. And a good throw as he just fired that one in there. Under five minutes left to go now, third quarter. And it will be, once again, Collins in a pistol formation shotgun this time with to his right a broken eye formation. And the give just right up the middle, I think that's number 22, Will Moore. And he'll pick up. About five on first down. Actually, that was Rose again. I beg your pardon. So he is starting to pick up some of the slack that he had from the first game. 420 left to go now in the third quarter. The ball rests right at midfield, second down and five for the Yellow Jackets as they will come out in a wing tee and one receiver to... The right, and now in motion comes number five. That's Gutner. He gets it, and he'll get about a yard, maybe two, before he's thrown backwards by this very strong Alcoa defense. Actually, they're going to give him two, about a yard. Yeah, they're going to give him two out and down to the Alcoa 48-yard line. It'll be third down and three on the next snap, which will come in about three and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. <clears throat> Actually, it'll come with less than that. There's 325 left now. And one man in the backfield. Two receivers. Got a wide open receiver over there. Yeah, and now they adjust. And it's going to be the quarterback keeping as he takes it up the middle. That's Collins. He's inside the 45 and down near the 40. He'll pick enough yardage up. For a yellow jacket first down at the Alcoa 42. So they're spreading the tornadoes out a little bit, and they're just kind of running toward the gap, Heath, and this has been a good drive for the yellow jacket. Yeah, getting some, uh, getting a nice drive going by Kingston and Alcoa with a lot of backups in the ballgame now, letting some younger players get some work. Got uh, that sophomore linebacker who we've been calling his name a lot lately, uh, Aaron Davis. He's going to be another great linebacker over the next few seasons for Alcoa. Shotgun. Collins back throws, and just the tight end that time, Ryan's just not enough feet to catch up with the ball that was thrown way to the outside, and they really had to or it was going to be picked off. 
the receiver ran into coverage, if you will, on that last pass. Second down now and 10 with 2.10 left to go in the third quarter. And you're listening to the Twin City Certified and Maryville Game of the Week. Alcoa leads 49 to nothing. Beat down. Two backs now in the backfield with Collins. Two receivers right, one left. They move left to right on your listening device. And now they'll bring in motion number 19. They'll throw it out to Gutner, and Gutner's not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. He'll lose a couple on the attempted screen. And it will be third down and 12. Ball back now at and actually almost about 13 as the ball is sitting at the Alcoa 45-yard line with a minute and a half left to go in the third quarter here at Goddard Field in Alcoa. 49 nothing Alcoa. <clears throat> so, Heath, I guess there's still some teaching to do if you're the Tornadoes. As you're going to start to see more younger players in the game now, as you do. Third and 13, Collins back Watch to setting screen. up the screen, and, and it was Solomon Tyson back there, waited on it, about batted it down, but it was complete to Gutner, and Gutner moves forward to the 40 down to about the 39. It'll be fourth down and about six from that point, and it will be the Yellow Jackets obviously going for it, and they're going to – they're going to have to snap the ball again before the end of the third with 40 seconds left to go. And it's now Collins back into the offensive huddle. The Tornadoes are looking for the defensive sign. They have some subs in now on about every other position. Collins in a shotgun with a Rose getting the handoff. It's going to be a double reverse. Looks like pass. Gutner looking to throw. He does to the quarterback. And the quarterback was open, but Gutner gave him no chance to catch it. He threw it way behind him. And, you know, why not get rid of it? You're being chased by Elijah Cannon, and he was looking to punish somebody. Well, Cannon, when he came up, Marty, too, got a finger on it, was able to kind of knock that ball um, <clears throat> off its trajectory. And it was so an incomplete pass, Alcoa football, and now the end of the third quarter. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. It's 49 to nothing, Tornadoes. We're going to stay right here for a little bit. I want to do a shout-out to uh, my buddy Tom Hodge, that's uh, one of our sponsors, and Riley Trapp, who is the general manager there at Twin City Certified. <clears throat> Went to see uh, Riley this week, hoping to do some business with him. We're looking at cars. And talk about low pressure and just easy to deal with salespeople. I highly recommend Twin City Certified as the Yellow Jackets come back out on defense to start the fourth quarter. But uh, just a good experience this week. Haven't bought anything yet. Uh, the wife and I are just kind of looking around. I've got a Toyota, so I don't need a new car. <laughs> anyways, uh, we're looking there at a uh, – I don't want to tell you guys, so you all go out there and buy it out from under us. But anyways, just the, the sales staff there is just real easy to deal with, no pressure whatsoever. And Riley will make you as comfortable as possible. And he likes to make deals. And it's going to be a give to Itty Bitty Salter. And Itty Not So Bitty Salter just takes it off tackle to the left and into Yellow Jacket territory. It's 45. Now the 40 where he's dropped at the 39. It'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Nice run that time by Salter and taking a few Yellow Jackets from the nest with him. And a Dwight Price Realty's <laughs> first down. And 
here. They come again. Lunsford still in at quarterback. Got some younger players around him now, Marty, but probably used to it as he practices a lot with the twos. He's probably got some really good chemistry with a lot of these players. Foster again on the carry, and he's got room. He's got one man to beat. He lowers his shoulder. Actually, he dips and dives and jukes and jives down to the three-yard line. What a nice run. But, man, what a hole the the Alcoa offensive line made for Eddie Salter as it will be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, first and goal at the three. 10-35 and counting left to go in this contest. And Alcoa leads 40. Nine to nothing, and they're looking for more. I'd give it to Salter again. Yeah, might as well. And they do, and Salter finds a hole, and he tiptoes into the maroon rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. It's now 55 to nothing, Alcoa. And Heath, I'm wondering if I'm going to get to see my favorite player and that is Dominic Stevens. We might. He is the, or was, the third-team quarterback for the Tornadoes. <clears throat> Got to see him in action once this year. I did see another quarterback. looks like he wasn't dressed out tonight. It may have been Stevens. Um, but it would be nice to see him on the field, Marty. Extra point up and doing by Foley. And Alcoa extends their lead to 56 to nothing with 10-14 left to go. Take a 30-second break. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified Marable Game of the Week after these messages. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blount County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. The kick is a squib, and it's squibbed, and it'll be picked up by number 22 at the 30, and he's going to return it back to about the 40. He fumbles before he drops, and it will be Alcoa football, and that was Cade Roberts on the return. He's a sophomore. Actually, take that back, 23. That is Bo Lott. He's a sophomore as well, and he just coughed it up after being hit by a couple of three maroon jersey tornadoes. Alcoa with the ball offensively again. Eddie Salter back into the game at running back, and Zach Lunsford once again and at QB. A lot of a lot of underclassmen in now. About wholesale changes on the offensive line and at the receiver spots and at the running back spots. The only familiar face out there now is Zach Lunsford, who turns and throws quickly. To number 19, and he bobbles the ball and fumbles it, and they're going to say he was they're going to say he was out of bounds before he dropped it there at the 20. But no, they're going to say he did not. There's no way he was out of bounds. He walked out of bounds, bobbled it, and threw it back in. Well, they're going to say he bobbled it in bounds, and it was picked up by the Yellow Jackets. 
And that was number 19, Jamal Williams. Great catch and run. And then towards the end of it, somehow, some way, he juggles it up into the air. It takes a skip right into the hands of a yellow jacket, and it is now yellow jacket football. And, you know, Heath, they may have just said, you know, let's save face here a little bit for the yellow jacket. Just give them the ball back. 8-17 left. The Tornadoes could have gotten in the end zone right there again to make it really ugly. And it is now going to be a give to Gutner. Gutner twists, turns, jukes, jives, and then blasts it as he gets to the 36-yard line. But a nice run by that young man. He's a pretty good ball player, a little athlete. Just, you know, he's on the wrong team. 7.50 now remaining. <clears throat> it's all Tornadoes at 56 to nothing. Marty, uh, TSSAA official says the ruling on the McMinn County Dobbins Bennett situation will come on Monday, according to Five Star Preps. They say that there is no chance the game will be played next week between the two. Well, no, there's no way. You can't push the. Can't delay the playoffs. No. Then <clears throat> it's Gutner again on a give. He'll try the right side and he'll get met by a host of maroon jerseys and push backwards. He may get back to the line of scrimmage, but. Basically, they're just going to say who wins, if not a double forfeit. Like both wrestlers out of the ring for 10 seconds. Or a double disqualification. So, second down and 10. The ball at the 36-yard line for the Yellow Jackets. And under seven minutes to play now. And Alcor leading 56 to nothing. Now, that's really not fair to either one of those teams, too, is uh, just almost a lot of footwork done there in the wing tee, and you can't take that much time before you hand it off inside because Alcor is going to blow up the interior, and they almost took the handoff there as they bury the back in the Yellow Jacket backfield for about a five-yard loss. It'll be third down now and 15 on the next snap. Meeting the running back in the backfield that time, Marty, the sophomore defensive lineman, number 41, Jude Green. These guys look good, too. Six minutes left to go now, and it's going to be a naked bootleg, and he's going to wish he had some clothes on, because he almost got ran down on the outside. Now he throws late. It's going to be short hop to the receiver, and incomplete, but that one almost blown up from the get-go, as they tried to run a little naked bootleg, a little quarterback waggle, out to the left, and he was chased by young number 25, Derek Foster, and <clears throat> almost had him in the backfield. The quarterback just able to outrun the linebacker that time to the perimeter and get rid of the football. And it'll be punting time once again, fourth and 15 for the Jackets, as it will be number 11, Littlefield in the punt. And nobody back deep for Alcoa. They got everybody near the line of scrimmage. And the kick is away. It's a good one. It's a spiral that will turn over, and it will take basically a tornado hop at the 33 and be downed at the 34-yard line. And that's where the tornadoes will take over first and 10. And it looks like Lunsford <clears throat> will go back at quarterback. Yeah, Marty, Dominic Stevens is not dressed out tonight. Looks like he is playing ball boy duty. <laughs> I remember those days as a freshman. Yeah. Had a buddy that dressed out as a freshman, John McCullough, one of my best buds. He wore number seven as a freshman and got to dress out. He never got to play any, but he got to dress, and he ended up wearing number 10 
and that jersey is retired in the trophy case there at Heritage High School. He ended up getting killed in a car accident, a one-car accident, uh, a few months or about five or six months after graduating. It was actually this weekend coming up is when he when he died, and that I always remember this time of the year and just you know finding out about that. As the give is to Derek Foster, and he takes it out near the 40. Now that is, yeah, that's Derek, and he'll get it out to about the 39-yard line. Pick up of about five on first down, four ten now left in the game. 56 nothing Alcoa. They'll take their time from here on out. But, yeah, just kind of a really mentally tough weekend for me. And uh, and, and, and Brad, my other friend, was up here in the press box. I, I heard the news. Brad actually, I was, you know, we were looking for John. I actually went by where Brad worked at Checkers Pizza to find out if he had heard anything. And, and Brad's dad, Junior, had, uh, had, you know, driven up, and he had this look on his face. I'm like, Brad's in trouble. And uh, the handoff to number 33 now. Nice run by. And that was Jewel, Jewel Scales. Jewel Scales. Jewel, he's a freshman. He takes it for a first down. I believe this will come back as there's a flag over on the corner, and it will be a hold against the Tornadoes. But uh, he drove up there in Browns Creek there in front of Checkers and, and then told Brad, and we knew something was bad from, you know, Brad's response, reaction. And then he came and told us, and it was just surreal for the next 48 hours, I guess. I mean, we were young. We were 18 years old. John was 19, and one of the best guys you'll ever meet, too. Just always cutting up, always having a good time, always playing a practical joke, always with a smile on his face. And he was just one of those people that was just a natural leader, too. And, Marty, I remember going to school out here to seeing his uh... – I believe his uniform in the uh, trophy case. Yeah, he was just. Um, let's just remember that. Anytime you see that, just remember that he was a friend of mine, friend to a lot of people, and just a great guy. And Alcoa with uh, Juwan's Jewel Scales again on the run back to the original line of scrimmage. And he's dropped there, but oh, Marty, look! Oh, he's in. He's he in. My Not favorite. Out, but he is. He went in and, and changed real quick, Pete. <laughs> My favorite tornado now, Dominic Stevens, a freshman, is into the game now, the quarterback for Alcoa. Someone remind the center to snap lower. Right. Snap is good. The handoff is oh, uh, no. misplaced. Scales drops it, and it's going to be Yellow Jacket football. So, uh, he, and Rankins, he's going to coach him. He's going to coach him. <laughs> the young man's going to walk about two or three yards away from Rankins. And uh, just not get the handoff to him in time. And, you know, you're getting to play. You're a little little excited, and the game is really fast to you right now. I guarantee you it's a lot faster than anything he sees in practice uh, when he gets to play in practice. And uh, bless his heart, just a, a tough run. But still my favorite tornado. <clears throat> and now it will be – I've cool gotten the ball back, but they will punt now. And is that Braden Anderson? No, it's a different kicker. Yeah, in there. Anderson. I think he took his gloves off. Okay. <clears throat> I've got to get binoculars for Christmas for next season. The kick is away, and it's a good one. Boy, he killed that one. That's a spiral. It turns over, fielded at the 17-yard line. The pursuit and coverage is down there, and they trip him up and drop him at the 22-yard line. So a nice kick that time by Anderson, and – 
I, I tell people all the time he's the most athletic kid on the team, especially now that Cox is not playing. Mm-hmm. And we have 3.09 left now, and it is going to be a timeout. We're going to take one with them on the Twin Cities Certified and Marable Game of the Week. We'll be back right after this. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Goddard Field in Alcoa. Give is basically up the middle to it looks like Rose again. Now it's number nine, not 19, and that is Landon Diggs. He's a senior, and now quickly back to line of scrimmage are the Yellow Jackets with 20 seconds left to go in the game. And they give it to number 17. I guess they want to get him a carry. That is Mason Lee, and that's going to do it. He's going to go down. And that's going to be the ball game. And that is another victory for the Tornadoes. And more importantly, Heath, I know there's not a lot of listers left, but that is win number 450 for Coach Gary Rankin. That is a milestone for this man. And he is honored now if they have his picture up on the Jumbotron here at Alcoa High School. Congratulations, Coach Rankin. He is a friend to Two Hop Sports, treats us very well. And uh, just a huge honor for him. The final stands at 56 to nothing. This was the second round playoff in the TSSAA here at Goddard Field. And Alco advances to play next week against either Pigeon Forge or Gallenberg Pittman, two teams they've already faced this year in region play. As Kingston kneels down on the 30-yard line for a, a post-game prayer. Alcoa will kneel down um, their 25 or 30 as well, do the same. And once again, congratulations, Coach Rankin, on win number 450. Heath, I mean, what, what do you say? They're, they're playing the alma mater here at Alcoa, but just a remarkable number of wins for the Alcoa skipper. Well, the winningest head football coach in Tennessee football history, Marty, and it's only going to continue to go up as Coach Rankin continues to coach and loves what he does, and you see it every single week on the football field and produces great football teams and great young men who go on to do great things after high school as well. He's a phenomenal football coach, an even better person, and we certainly congratulate him on the 450th career victory tonight. And that's going to do it for the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. It's Alcoy, your victor, 56 to nothing. Make sure you stay tuned after this break for the Secret Safe Place for Newborns in Tennessee postgame show and the Denzo scoreboard. We'll be back in three minutes with everything happening around the area and an interview, hopefully, with Zane Bonham. Jerome Moon. 
would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blount County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blount County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 
all want our loved ones to be safe, Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover.
We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Camden Burden, who's 
kind of more that defensive specialist, but he does what's needed of the team and fills that quarterback role when needed. And in the young quarterback and sophomore, Zach Lunsford, who the last two weeks has gotten to play a lot more, really kind of come in the game early, has done quite nicely. I think he had 225 yards passing tonight. Yeah. What kind of element does he bring in when he comes to the ball game? He's a really, really good thrower. He's a really good thrower when he's scrambling out in the open field and on the run. His throws are really good tonight. And he had like, I don't know, three throwing touchdowns. Yeah, three he passing touchdowns. Yeah, he certainly yeah. did. It's hard to keep count after a while. I mean, one yeah. of the things your team does so well, Zane, is balance. You had a lot of rushing touchdowns, but you had four through the air. Camden Burden with that beautiful yeah. one to Brian in the oh, corner. Yeah. And then you had Zach with three more. But and speaking of that, your offense is good. Coach Nix, talk about him. You know, we talk every week about how Coach Nix is probably one of the best defensive coaches oh, when yeah. it comes to halftime adjustments and getting his team prepared. You know, what is it like playing for him on the defensive side of the football? He's definitely, I think, he's the best coach in the state <laughs> for defense. He's really fun to be around. And, like, he's just all around like a good coach. And he cares about you. He'll talk with you through stuff if you need to talk to him. He's a really good person. I also saw, and tell me a little bit about this. I saw the getup that the players are starting to wear now over the last few weeks yeah. at the end of the game. What is that? Tell us about it. Every year he goes through either a book or something or a certain topic he wants to go about. And this year it's Chief Crazy Horse and him slaughtering Custer's regimen and all that. So there's always an offensive defensive player who wears the shirt pretty much saying they're sacrificing their, you know, their – they're all for the team. Yeah, all yeah. for the team. That's all. It looks like Ronald Jackson got that tonight. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. He had, he had quite the impressive night. But you talk about Coach Nix being one of the best defensive, probably the best defensive coach in this state. Yeah. Let's talk about the winningest football coach in this state, and that's Coach Gary Rankin, who got 450 tonight. What's it like playing for him? It's good playing for Coach Rankin. It will definitely get on your butt if you're not doing something <laughs> right, which isn't always so fun. Yeah. But it makes you a lot better. So it yeah. works off. It pays off down there on Fridays. Certainly does. You guys have won now the second round. Now moving on to round three, where you'll probably face Gallenberg yeah. Pippen. But it's yeah. a close ball game right now between yeah. them and Fisher Forge. But either way, next this round and next round, familiar regional opponents. You have to imagine that probably helps you guys out too because you've seen them before. Yeah, definitely. We know they're everything. Yeah, so you guys are prepared for both of them. We'll see which one comes out of it. But we know at least we're moving on. We'll move on to the third round. We can't wait to see you next Friday night, Zane. Thanks, thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue on on Rocky Top Sports Radio with the rest of the postgame show. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. 
West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Kingston 56 to 0. You're listening in to the Secret State Police for Newborns post game show. As I'm Pete Dunkel, and just a moment ago, we had an interview 
with Alcoa running back and defensive lineman Zane Bonham on the show a minute ago. And a great interview with that young man. Getting to talk with him a few minutes. And now on the headset, Scott Dunkel, a.k.a. the real Mr. Dunkel, with the statistical breakdown for the game. Scott, take it away. All right, Heath, thank you very much. We'll look at our host, or I'll take that back, our guest tonight, the Kingston Yellow Jackets. 20 rushing yards on 21 attempts, 5 of 21 in passing for 17 yards, 42 plays from scrimmage, 37 total offensive yards tonight, 88 all-purpose. That, again, includes touchdown or kickoff returns and punt returns. Kane Collins, 5 of 20 for 17 yards. Ryan Gutner, one attempt uh, fell short, and also Collins was sacked once. Rushing, Ryan Gutner, nine carries for 17 yards. For Kingston, Marcus Rose, seven carries for five yards for the uh, Yellow Jackets. And that was pretty much their offense. Looking over at Alcoa tonight, 254 total offensive yards, 29 attempts, 17 of 19, passing no interceptions, 245 yards, 48 plays from scrimmage, 499 offensive yards, 520 all-purpose yards. Alcoa had four rushing touchdowns, four passing touchdowns, and Jet Foley, eight of eight in extra points tonight. Zach Lunsford, seven or 16 out of 17, 225 yards. Camden Burden, uh, one completion out of two attempts, 20 yards. Camden had one touchdown, and Zach had three. For Alcoa tonight, Ahmad Sankey, 12 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Kitty Salter, three carries, 62 yards, a touchdown. Elijah Cannon, two carries, 14 yards. Jordan Harris, two carries, 19 yards, and a touchdown as well. Drake Foster had a carry for five yards. Ronald Jackson had one carry for one yard. He also had a reception for 15. Zane Bonham, three carries for 27 yards. Um, would have had more. One of those was called back, unfortunately. Solomon Tyson, two carries for 26 yards tonight. Jamal Williams, a catch tonight for 13 yards, along with Heron Sutter, who had a catch for 38 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Bryant, two catches, 34 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Harris, three catches, 17 yards. Elijah Cannon had a catch for 21. Landon Ford, two catches for 22 yards tonight. Braden Anderson, five catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown for Alcoa. Again, Alcoa defeats Kingston tonight, 56-2-0, all Alcoa from start to finish. Yes, it certainly was, Scott, as Alcoa had a very impressive game, as Kingston, who at the half had zero offense, total offensive yards, finishes the ball game with 30 Seven compared to Alcoa, who finishes the ball game for them with a heck of a lot more at 499, one away from 500. But Scott, I'm going to hand the headset over to Trevor Dunkel, who's going to talk a little playoffs. All right, good deal, Hitch. Thank you. Let's go to Trevor now with the Denzo scoreboard. Let us know what is going on tonight, Trevor. Hey, thank you, Scott. Uh, we have quite a few uh, scores finally coming in. I'm finally finalizing. Um, so that's that's always fun. Quick updates. I'll go ahead and skip over to who we're going to play next week because that game just finalized. Gatlinburg-Pittman, 14. Pigeon Forge, 7.
Gellenberg Pittman had scored with a uh, little time left on the clock, a little bit over or a little around a, a minute left. Um, and it looks like Pigeon Forge just didn't have the chance to, to come back. So we will be taking on Gatlinburg Pittman next week. Um, but um, starting from 1A, we'll go ahead and knock that out. Um, Cloudland hosting Oliver Springs tonight. Um, earlier at half, it was tied 14-all. And then as soon as the third quarter started, it all belonged to Oliver Springs. Oliver Springs won 24-20, so they're moving on to the quarterfinals. And then they will be taking on the winner of Greenback and Coalfield. So that game was just going back and forth. Coalfield scored, missed the extra point. Greenback scored, took the lead 7-6. to six. Um, And then Coalfield took over for the rest of the first half and went into half 20-7. to seven. Um, And then Greenbacks tried to make a comeback in the second half, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. wasn't enough as Coalfield scored uh, the last touchdown of the game but then missed the uh, – uh, or was unsuccessful, I should say, on the two-point conversion, and they still uh, held on as Coalfield wins 26-21. to So next week, uh, Coalfield will be taking on Oliver Springs. And then moving on to 2A, we have uh, South Green hosting Rockwood tonight, um, and that game was all South Green. They only allowed Rockwood three points the entire game, and uh, South Green has scored 35 points, but that's actually not finalized yet. Um, there's about nine minutes left. South Green, like I said, is, is winning 35-3, to three, so we all know who's probably going to pull away on, on that game. And then the winner of that will move on to play Meigs County and, or Hampton. Uh, Meigs County leading 41-21 to 21 in the fourth. So it looks like next week may be South Green and Meigs County. And then moving on to 3A, like I mentioned, uh, the Gatlinburg-Pittman and Pigeon Forge game was really close earlier, 0-0 at half, then both scored um, in the third quarter, and then Gatlinburg-Pittman was the last one with the, with the touchdown to win, so they'll move on to play Alcoa next week. And then uh, going further down on the bracket in 3A, uh, Red Bank is hosting Rainer tonight. Um, Red Bank is leading 31-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter, so it looks like Red Bank will be moving on to the next round and would be playing the winner of Loudon and Upperman. Um, and that game started a little later uh, because it's in, at Upperman, um, but Loudon is leading 28-0. to zero. Looks like at the half, but um, yes, it's still halftime there. Um, so it looks like Loudon will, will most likely win that and move on to play Red Bank. And then also uh, Pearl Cone, the team that Alcoa played last year in the state championship, um, is taking on East Nashville tonight. Pearl Cone leading that 14-0, um, to zero, but that's uh, still in the first quarter right now. Um, and then moving on to 4A, we have Elizabethan host, hosting East Hamilton. Um, Elizabethan has, has owned this whole game. It was 28-0 to zero at the half. Um, but now it's 35-7 to seven late in the fourth quarter, and, and that may have finalized. Uh, we'll, we'll see if there's an update here soon. Um, and then Greenville and Anderson County went to the half. Uh, Anderson up 3-0. So very close game in the first, uh, first half, all defense, but it's just been a complete switch in the second half where it's now 24-21 to 21, um, in, the sec- or in the fourth quarter. Sorry, Anderson County leading right now. And then moving on to 5A, we have David Crockett hosting South Doyle. Um, South Doyle leading that game 27-20. to 20. 
Um, in the fourth quarter, there may be an, uh, a final nope that's still 27 to 20 right now in the fourth. And as I'm looking, it looks like the uh, Red Bank uh, Brainerd game finalized. So Red Bank has has won that. We'll most likely move on to play Loudon. Um, and then uh, South Doyle, if they hang on, we'll we'll move on to play the winner of Halls and Central. Um, and or actually, that game is just finalized. Central winning that one, 28 to 14. And then moving down on the bracket for 5A, West and Walker Valley going at it. West winning that one 32-3. It was not a close game at all. And uh, the winner of that will move on to most likely play Oak Ridge, as Oak Ridge is leading 23-0 in the fourth over Ray County. And then moving on to 6A. So Maryville defeated Bradley Central tonight 35-6. And then we'll all be, you know, Sitting on the edge of our seats, waiting for what CWSLA yeah, is going to say. Very interesting to find out what happens there. Oh yeah, about Dobbins Bennett and McMinn County. Um, definitely a, a very interesting uh, update there. I mean, like somebody said, I don't know why we're waiting till Monday. It should be something that should, they should be looking into tomorrow, um, and especially if there was that false positive for McMinn County, that wouldn't be fair to make them forfeit that game. But then again, you can't push the playoffs another week. So the, the fun enjoyment of, of COVID-19. And then uh, moving on to Division Two, Class A, uh, Davidson Academy is leading Jackson Christian 14-7 to in the first. And the winner of that will move on to play the winner of Nashville Christian and Kings Academy. Um, Nashville Christian leading that 21-7. to Hopefully, um, Kings Academy can tr- still try to pull away right, there. Right, see our neighbors from Sevier County pull that one out. Oh yeah, especially since Greenback lost tonight, we we want some more, some more uh, local teams to win, obviously. Um, and then also Division Two, Class Two A, CAK losing to Good Pasture in the fourth quarter right now. Good Pasture forty-eight, CAK thirty, and the winner of that will play CPA, which is Christ Presbyterian Academy who beat uh, Chattanooga Christian tonight due to COVID-related um, issues. All right. Well, thank you very much, Trevor. We enjoyed getting those updates from you for the, from the Denso scoreboard as you're listening to the secret safe place for newborns uh, postgame show as Heath Uncle joins me back on the air. Again, Heath, a great night here in Alcoa as they move on. Defeating Kingston 56-0. Yeah, fantastic ball game by the Alcoa Tornadoes. Absolutely pure dominance for Alcoa. As they will be moving on, and they will face the winner of Gallenberg, Pittman, and Pigeon Forge. Right, right. And that game is still underway, as I've been told. So we will... uh, I think Trevor said it just went final. Oh, did it just go final, Trevor? Just to verify that? Gallenberg, Pittman, and Pigeon Forge? Yeah. So we're playing Gallenberg, right? Yes. Wow, Okay. Did get it right. We had a feeling that was going to be the case. So they will host the Highlanders. So won't be playing on a neutral field this time as Alcoa played Gallenberg-Pittman right the week before the end of the regular season. And it was supposed to be a Gallenberg-Pittman, but due to uh, not having probably as much room as they would like and wanting to have increased capacity, they had moved that game to Sevier County where Alcoa took care of business. Um, Now Gallenberg-Pittman will be traveling here to face Alcoa. And I think we'll see much of the same next week as Alcoa will look to, if they can win that game, Scott, they're two games away from right. another state and championship. Right now it looks like either a date with Red Bank or with Loudon. Yep, going to be traveling either way, but we'll find out who that opponent will be. 
at the end of next Friday night. But until then, we thank you so much for tuning in to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And we hope you certainly enjoyed the Secret Safe Place for Newborns post-game show as we had Zane Bonham on earlier, Trevor and Uncle talking about the playoffs, Scott Dunkel, the statistical breakdown of tonight's game, and now it comes to a close. So thanks so much for tuning in. Your final score, Alcoa 56 to zero for Kingston. Until next time, I'm Heath Dunkel with Scott Dunkel, Trevor Dunkel, Marty Millsaps, and Andy back to the studio. Until next Friday, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense.